Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You have any freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here with you. Glad to be here with you. On a Wednesday on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250-930, also online pr927fm.com and watch the show on facebook live and youtube what's on your mind on this wednesday talk about it with us and our guest as coming up later on in today's show we will talk to the mully man mike mullis will join us in about 30 minutes we always have hearty robust conversations and uh, we'll do that with mully coming up talk about this bowl season uh, and everything else going on in sports right now so you can uh, chime in on that also patrick mason was at trask last night saw the pirates lose to uncw we'll recap that one in just a moment we'll talk about it with patrick mason and steven Igo, who will join us coming up later on in the show we'll talk uh, bowl hoops and a lot more transfer portal recruiting with Stephen Igo, a lot going on this time of year when it comes to East Carolina athletics. So we'll do all that coming up with Igo at five o'clock. We'll also open up the treasure chest for the third time this holiday season. And congratulations to Robert Matthews, who won a Bud Light Carolina Panthers cornhole board uh, set from Carolina Eagle Distributing, and Susan Deans yesterday picking up a $100 gift card to Coco's Sports Bar. So we have two winners this holiday season and a lot more to go. We'll open up the treasure chest one time today. And Troy D. has already requested a twofer for Thursday. So we'll double down coming up on Thursday. One in hour one, one in hour three. Coming up today, we will be opening it up uh, one time in our third hour. All right, so... uh, what's going on with you folks out there steve hill says cliffer and he says up yours thanks steve uh craig says throwback pd nice choice yeah i love this shirt this is uh this might be my favorite shirt in the closet right now to be on and to wear this in shorts in december early to mid-december it's pretty crazy now um conditions have deteriorated a bit and we have rain so i might need to go pull out the coat from the truck but uh right now i'm going uh, shorts and t-shirt here in december ain't nothing wrong with that yeah i noticed that earlier and i mean isn't that crazy december and you're wearing shorts it's crazy i mean like that's like uh, that's like insane chandler how you doing man i'm good buddy i'm doing great we're getting closer to santa claus coming to town we're getting closer to ecu versus coastal carolina in the birmingham bowl that's right um so feeling good uh and uh ready to give away another prize in the treasure chest today prize prize a prize giving away a prize a, a tie no yeah. there's no tie there's no ties in the uh in the treasure chest all day sunday after washington and new york i was just walking around going tie 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 hi 
Ty? And I wanted Rajay to say hi to me. I should have <laughs> texted him. Can you play that again? I love how Rajay says hi. 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 <laughs> hi? I, I, think, I think he was so confused that was all he could say. He was like, hi? hi? Still one of my favorite moments. I'm so glad we got that. That was from uh, Spring Game. Yes, sir. This where, year? Yes, earlier this year where <laughs> the offense and the defense tied. They tied. Tie? Hi. Tie? Great moment. <laughs> Absolutely great moment. Comes at him even stronger. Tie? John Moody says this warm weather in December is unacceptable. What does that mean, John? Are you moving? Are you controlling your own climate? Are it, you building a dome? It means it is unavailable to be accepted. Precisely. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever you say there, John and Shirley and you unacceptable people. Um, now, Christian says something that I don't know if it's sarcastic or not. I'm going to read this, Chandler, and you tell me. Christian says, very proud of ECU men's basketball team and where Schwartz has this team. Mm. I think he's being sincere. But that is coming off a poor road performance last night against UNCW. Poor shooting effort for the parts. Uh, and at the free throw line, we thought that was something that was going to be – and actually it started to improve since we missing 14 on the road down in Florida in the Gulf, Clo- uh, Gulf Coast Classic. We've had two really bad games at the line. Yeah, and last night was one of those nights. But UNCW was also struggling at the charity strike. But uh, they just were able to make a lot more field goals than the Pirates. Yeah, uh, it was uh, a bit of an ugly one to tune into. Uh, leading the way for ECU was Javon Small. Eight for eight. I, I believe I read Javon Small has made 24 straight free throws. that sound right to you? Uh, but he was eight for eight last night on the UB stat sheet. The only other Pirate in double figures... Welcome to the era of Ezra. Ezra Osor. Seven boards as well. 12.7 rebounds. Brandon Johnson had eight and nine. I like that, dude. For ECU. Uh, Chandler is an Ezra guy. And you kind of just know what you get from R.J. Felton. He's on one night, off the next night. Kind of crazy that he only attempted one three-pointer last night. He was 0 for 1. Um, Javon Small hit a three. And the other pirate that hit a three... Shout out to Benjamin Baela. It has been a struggle for Baela this year. Who went into the game last night with one field goal made and left Wilmington uh, with three for the year. Was two of seven from the field last night. He's getting there. He's getting warmed up. (laughs) warmed up. Do not let him get hot. Yeah. We heard from a halftime buddy of ours, Steve Fuller. Halftime Steve. Halftime Steve said he's like Benjamin Baela is like one for 21 from the field. We thought he was being like, we thought he was exaggerating, and uh, come to find out that was an actual stat from Igo during the game that said he is one for twenty-one from the field. So he would, I mean, halftime Steve knows what he's talking about when it comes to pirate hoops. But maybe Benjamin Baela is getting a little warmed up with a couple of field goals last night. Johnny, our stat guy, said Javon has made twenty-two consecutive free throws, eight for eight last night. The rest of team. Get this. Oh, gosh. Break out your barf bags. Mm. Three of 17. Good God. <laughs> okay, that is, that's well, I mean, not good. Well, I mean, you said they missed 14. We knew that, but when you put it that way. When you put it that it way, is that really is gross. sick. Yeah. And not sick in a cool way. And not cool in a temperature way. 
And by the way, Javon Small, really good at the line this year, 22 in a row. Was It was a couple of games ago, was it the Friday night game? He had nine points, all nine coming from the free throw line, I yeah, believe. Yeah, didn't hit a field goal. So, uh, John said he's going to dome campus so they can keep working. John does not like this rainy weather. I love Under the Dome. It was a great movie. So maybe that dome can uh, appear here in Greenville. Uh, Steven is... <laughs> now, I wanted to say oogling, but is it... O-G-L-I-N-G. What's that spell? Oogling? Ogling? Ogling for the playoffs? Yeah. Is it... What is it, Charlie? If you, I think it's oogling. I was saying ooh, oogling. I think it's oogling. Because if you put a G in front of it, it's googling. Google it up. But there's only one O. But there's one O. Goggling? I, I, uh, oogling. Ogling? I would uh, say oogling. ogling for the playoffs. Ogling. Thank you for your suggestion. Angling. That goes back from... Uh, Angling for the playoffs. It goes back to yesterday's show. Uh, Corey Glore posted on Twitter, a rare mid-Atlantic storm forming just in time for bowl season. <laughs> okay, what is Corey a... Thank uh, you, Glore. Thank you, Corey Glore. Is he a weatherman And now? guess what? It's not going to affect him and Tulane because they're going to be in the Cotton Bowl and they're going to be playing in late December. Is he a meteorologist? Michael says John Moody loves the rain so he can sit in his truck and listen to pirate radio. That I sounds like, like a, a fun delay to me. If I, for some reason, was delayed from doing this show, I would want to sit in my truck and listen to this show. If I wasn't here, would you take over, Chandler? I mean, I guess I wouldn't have a choice. I would have to jump in. I'm ready for you to host the show. I think before this year's over, you need to host the show. Why is that? I think it'd be fun. People like you. Yeah, they like me doing what I'm doing right now. I don't want that to change. <laughs> i don't want that to change they like what i'm doing right now as a co-host and as a video producer i think they would like you as the host host oh man mm. it's like i don't know about that your big break well if i'm hosting it's three hours of free fun like, free fun like the you know the goof off hours that we do sometimes yeah. in the pregame show and stuff yeah well, kind of like it kind of let the uh the viewers the listeners the commenters kind of steer us in the direction i like those go. shows those are fun shows uh christian was being sincere yeah, he said you have to think of the teams unc wilmington has competed with this season look good just got to finish a lot come good basketball ahead a well, lot a lot to come good basketball ahead christian i mean yeah i don't know he says they have to finish. Well, the Pirates actually finished on a good note last night because the last time I checked, they were down like 21 points, I believe. Yeah, I mean, and, too little, too late. They fought. And, yeah. but that's what they're going to do on the road. That, I mean, I shouldn't look at it this way, but because this team had nothing to do with the uh, teams 20, 30, 10 years ago that couldn't win on the road, but ECU basketball can't win on the road. We don't win on the road. A lot of college basketball teams struggle on the road. I think we struggle more than the average team in college basketball on the road. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Got to be top 10 worst teams on the road in the last 20 years. But just and looking at that line yesterday, four and a half. Um, that was generous. I mean, yeah, it was a gimme. By the way, shout out 
to UNCW and their faithful last night. Yeah, Trask was packed. Love the game in the in the pictures. Love the series in the pictures that I saw. The the Coliseum was uh, filled with UNCW fans. I saw there were some pirates that made the short trip to Wilmington, and um, but I think Jeff said it was a sellout. Yeah. So, and I saw the Minji's Maniacs Twitter account said they had like <laughs> trouble getting in, like the lines were so long. Wow, that's great! I love this series. Want to see them come here? It's a fun little basketball rivalry, and it's a basketball program that is not too far removed from being in the NCAA tournament a few years ago. Tournament Pirates back at it coming up on uh, Sunday against Coppin State. The only thing State will be copping is an L. Am hey I, now. Oh, <laughs> hey now. You like that? You like that? You like that? Watch out. There you go. Uh, Coppin State lost to Stank last night. Stank. Chandler. They played in Reynolds Coliseum. And by the way, oh, did they? Baby T said that he likes playing in Reynolds more than PNC Arena. Huh. Probably reminds him of dominating high school gyms. And winning a state championship base. in Reynolds Coliseum with Farmville Central. Mm-hmm. That's true. Is that a true statement? I want to say that's where they won. Didn't you go to the game, Shirley? What's that? Which one? Uh, Baby T and Farmville Central winning a state championship in Reynolds Coliseum. Um, I know their women's did, but did their men's do it as well? No. the the. Let me see if I remember correctly. Because we're, we're doing they won one check year, radio here. Well, no. We're not they won, out things. They won one year in Chapel Hill. I'm trying to remember if they won in Reynolds. Uh, yes, they did win in Reynolds one year. Well, he won what three state championships? Yeah, they won three. Um, it was back to back to back. If my memory serves correctly, I know the women played in Reynolds the year, but it was the um, it was the old Reynolds. Wait a minute. There's only one Reynolds. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was the? They renovated Reynolds. They renovated it. That's what it was. Okay, we're talking about Baby T, which would be the last few years. Did they win in Reynolds? Yes. All right. There we go. I mean, I was relying on the Farmville. I mean, if Larry Williford is listening, he could tell me better. But I know they won in Chapel Hill one year and Reynolds one year. Oh, do you do uh, Larry Williford? No, I don't. No. I was just whispering. I didn't want to talk over (laughs) <laughs> i hope larry's listening <laughs> do it again. are you listening larry do it again yeah we want we want around <laughs> yeah that does sound like him because he, he always sounds like he just woke up when he did the interview yeah. he is a uh, low talker uh, yeah, on one interviews. hell of a basketball coach but he'll yell uh, i mean but if you've ever seen him on the sidelines oh yeah oh like i've seen pictures he's crazy when he comes on the show I, there's a picture that i use for our graphics and then he's like stomping the ground and he yelling. may have a hat for me or he may have given that hat to somebody else by now <laughs> i don't know that hat is gone yeah that hat still is waiting on somebody on else's head i'm still waiting on mine i'm a grad and i don't even have one well don't get grad get glad oh, craig oh, oh. got his tickets for birmingham did you get your sweatshirt he said he's hey <laughs> hey it's called a hoodie he's second guessing the purchase he said i would rather drive three hours and tailgate to pirate radio and have a watch party all right craig well for 79.99 you can do that you and we can got come. you a, a hoodie we got you a hoodie here well we'll give you a hoodie and a uh, ticket to hang out at the Pirate Radio Birmingham Bowl watch party. We have a Pirates Radios uh, sweatshirt. Pirates right? Radios. Pirates Radios sweatshirt. The voice of the Pirates Nations. 
let's see what some outsiders think about this bowl game earlier today on uh pick central brandon walker and crew at barstool i was listening to it and brandon uh picked out some games he will be betting on this bowl season and uh here was his second pick my second one and this is kind of inspired by ebo because he pointed out this team and i think you should chase this team it is ecu minus nine and a half against coastal carolina coastal carolina lost grayson mccall they lost uh jamie chadwell they are a rotting corpse of a team right now and they're going to get destroyed by ecu is that about right ebo yeah i mean they even had mccall in the in the championship game they look like they look like they suck yeah, they don't. Hold, hold none of the none hold of the nailers still rocking it for ECU. None yes. of the none of the power rating systems really liked them all year. They were in a lot of close games. They got <laughs> by a really really bad ODU team, and they got exposed the last two games. I don't think they're. I mean, they were just good when McCall was there. And, and Mike Houston gets dogs. Like, this, he's got dogs on defense. <laughs> he's uh, got dogs on defense. That other guy talking other than Brandon Walker is a I think a JMU grad or a JMU guy. So he likes Houston. I don't know if he's seen our defensive numbers lately, but. They uh, Brandon Walker uh, likes the Pirates minus the points, and his main reason when you look at these bowl matchups, you have to look at uh, what's the coach situation. Did you, is the coach fired? Is the coach leave to take another job, or is he still there? You look at the quarterback situation. Is the QB healthy? Is he portaling? Is he playing? Uh, and you look at both of those things. Those are both X's on the coastal list. And uh, so those are the main two factors. And if you paid attention to what the line was when the bowl game first was announced, it was minus four East Carolina. Is it really nine and a half? And it's gone up to all all the way up to nine and a half. So just looking at the line move like it has drastically, you know that there's some sort of situation on Coastal Carolina's end, and, and that's true. Their their coach is leaving to go to Liberty to fill the shoes of Hugh Freeze, and their quarterback's not going to be available for the bowl game. To so fill the bed of Hugh Freeze. There you go. Nine and a half. Man, that thing has shot up. But, yeah, that just tells you that East Carolina has a lot more parts right now than Coastal Carolina. And they have dogs on defense, as that guy said. I mean, that defense has struggled in the past couple of games at home against Houston, on the road against Temple. But there is dogs on this defense. Name, name one of them. Miles Berry. Dog. Elijah Morris. Dog. Uh, Juan Powell. Dog. Malik Fleming. Dog. He's not playing in the bowl game, but Xavier Smith. Former dog. Former dog. <laughs> Jeremy Lewis. Dog. There's a bunch of dogs on this defense that are going to probably play in this bowl game. Ironically, the coach that says we need to be more like dogs was the head coach of? Coastal Carolina. Wow. Full circle, folks. We have gone full circle. Can you pull up that guy, Shirley? Dogs. We need some dogs. Let me see where we can find this. You don't need no cats. Meow. <laughs> I want to hear we that. Dogs. Right see if you have. Uh, see if you can find David Bennett saved. Where's David? B- what is David Bennett doing with his life? Who? Bennett. <laughs> is he here? <laughs> uh, let's see what David Bennett's doing. If you don't, you got it, Shirley um david I'll, bennett i don't know if it's saved as that i'm i'm in the d's dogs <laughs> charlie's in the be a d's. dog jansen said clip did you just use the word portaling oh i did i said it portaling i'm not afraid to say it some people are scared to say it i'm not portaling 
It does not. I'm scared to say it. I'm frightened to say it. I'm. I do. I. Would it be under like maybe Coastal Carolina? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I will do this though. I will slide into the uh, the dizzies real quick. Uh huh. Slide in there and send you the video if you cannot find it saved because we have to hear from David Bennett, the greatest thing to ever come out of <laughs> Coastal Carolina. David Bennett. His name's Bennett and he ain't in it and by the way this was september 7th 2011 we are uh 11 plus years removed from the david bennett doll grant he just sent it to you on uh twitter surely oh. yeah pull up that dm ski yeah because i can't find the cut that's fine i don't know what i saved it as back 11 years ago doll grant coastal rant david bennett dog dog bennett I tell you what, one of the most favorite things I like to do here at work is look at some of these file names. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say any of them because they're. I'm, I mean, I'm some of the file it. names that I'm looking at right now. Coaches are screwing it up. Coaches meltdown flashback. <laughs> Coaching changes. Coach Rough uh, Raw. Cocahones. Cocahones. <laughs> Who's hey. Cocahones? Who said the coaches are screwing it up? <laughs> Who was that? I don't know. John me... L. Smith. Oh is yeah. The answer. Hit it real quick. Uh, hold on. The kids are to... playing their tails off, <laughs> and the coaches are screwing it up. Hold on. <laughs> I got to get back to it now because I didn't. We should have been in the ball game. Down. The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. <laughs> we shouldn't have been in the ball game. We're in the ball game. The kids are playing their tails off. All right, let's hit uh, David Bennett. All right, hang on. Dogs. Trying to get our two boys ready to carry them to the golf tournament for practice, right? 12 cats live across the road. Our door's open. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door. But the screen's broke, so you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look. There's a little kitty cat in our, in our kitchen. So I said, what are you doing in here, little kitty cat? By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, there's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. All right. And now David Bennett is passing that along to his teams at Lexington School District 1 in South Carolina. <laughs> wow. What a jump. He is the. Uh, He's a- got some dogs there. The AD, um, and I guess he is just the athletic director. Oh, oh for the entire district. He's telling all the schools. Yeah. Guys, we need to be more like dogs. We need to be more like dogs in this county. <clears throat> and now, I wonder how many times he gets approached and says, hey, man, can you d- say the thing? Say the thing. Say the thing. Say, say the, the thing, thing, coach. He compiled a 63-39 and 39, uh, record. And took Coastal to two uh, playoff appearances. And he, I'm assuming he coached two Panthers greats in Mike Tolbert and Josh Norman. He was there from 03 to 11. So, yes. All right. uh, he was great at Catalba, by the way. Catalba. So, shout out to uh, David Bennett. 
be a dog on this wednesday all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return mully man mike mullis will join us he's in the house steven says heathcliff was kind of a, like a dog i would say garfield was had dog-like tendencies the cat had dog-like tendencies yeah more like a dog than a cat what makes you say that uh he liked lasagna he hated mondays he sent the other dog to abu dhabi all those things remind me of dog behavior okay (laughs) he uh hated what was the guy's name dave i think it was dave yeah the next time I go to a friend's house and their cats eat lasagna, I'm going to say, are you sure that's not a dog? <laughs> that's a funny made-up scenario pretending that you have friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've got Woo! plenty of friends, and I thought I had two right here, but apparently not. Shot fired uh, across the bow. Chandler. I thought I had two right here, but apparently not. Chandler, you, you find somebody that loves you as much as I do? I'll give you 50 bucks. Well, I do have that one person, and he's coming on the show after the break, Mike Mullis. Mike Mullis will be here when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Uh, Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Plus, they offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington and Washington uh, and online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Thank you very much, Shirley Rhodes. Shirley will be answering the phones in hour number three when we open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest. It is back for the month of December, and this is the most packed treasure chest I can recall, and we keep adding to it. This is the fourth updated treasure chest prizes list that I've received this week because we keep adding to the treasure chest. Uh, In fact... uh, Let's, can we run down the prizes real quick, uh, Chandler or Shirley? Anybody want to help me out? Shirley, you want to help me out? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> we'll uh, alternate here. Let's name off the prizes uh, that you could win in hour number three of today's show. A $150 gift card from Bostic Sug Furniture. 12 pizzas from Papa John's. A one free year VIP subscription to Hoist the Colors. A $100 gift card from Familia. A $100 gift card and gift basket from Beauty Bar Medi Spa. $100 gift card from Chico's. $100 gift card from Wings Over Greenville. $50 gift card to Aiden Country Club and two dozen Titleist Pro V1 golf balls from Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau of Winterville Insurance. $100 gift card to Tiebreakers. $100 in cash and a t-shirt from sparky snowballs a bud light fire pit cooler and tailgate chair from carolina eagle distributing a natural light can jam set cooler and tailgate chair from carolina eagle distributing tailgate party for 10 and a gift basket from parker's barbecue a pirate fan gift basket from ube 
A $25 gift card to Christie's Europub, $25 gift card to the Dap House, $25 gift card to the Sidebar, and $25 gift card to the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. And a 30-minute stretch assessment and one-hour massage from Bodies and Balance. A one-hour massage. All right, good stuff left in the treasure chest. We'll give away a prize coming up in hour number three of today's show. You get a little prize here in hour number one of the program as Mike Mullis joins us today on the program. Hello, Mully Man. Hey, buddy. What's up? nothing i was just listening to all those <clears throat> incredible prizes yeah some awesome stuff here mully i think mully would like the i think like two dozen golf balls and a trip yeah to a that's golf not bad course. i mean uh, I, there's really nothing up there that uh, everything sounds pretty appealing tiebreakers will be, yeah, be right, right up here right up here alley so man awesome stuff this year and uh welcome to bowl season portal season coaching carousel season it's all happening in college football right now yeah we probably better enjoy uh, enjoy this bowl season and maybe next because after that who knows what we're going to have as it relates to bowl season what does that mean well just with the with the expansion of the field for the playoffs and you know you're going to lose some bowls there obviously uh because you're going to have teams that would otherwise be playing in bowls that will be playing in playoff games and not going bowling so you're gonna lose um if that's the case i'm perfectly okay with that no no but what i'm saying is it's you know right now we have an abundance of bowls and from the day they start to the day they finish there's multiple options pretty much every day uh that will no longer be the case it'd be a little more spread out i mean you'd have meaningful (laughs) games under that format i guess you'd have meaningful games this weekend and next weekend uh heading into the you know the finality of the playoff uh what do you think about the 12 teamer molly you, you on board? I, I mean I, I think i think it's it's good i still don't think you get the 12 best teams uh i because it's not going to be the top 12 teams it's going to be obviously the conference winners so you know you, the argument could be made that some of the conference winners wouldn't be as good as the second place sec team now the second and third place sec team will have a chance to get in as the kind of the at large uh but you know it's it's it'll be um It'll be it'll be really interesting to see how the conference champs coming out of some of the you know if you will lesser conferences. It'll be very interesting to see how they fare against the big boys, which I think is what everybody's wanting to see anyway. Uh, and here's your chance. So what you're saying is Tulane this year would have got in at 12 for being the highest ranked Group of Five team, and that would leave out a washington florida state oregon state oregon teams like that well and if i'm not mistaken clipper i think it's they're taking it so if we're talking about this year they're getting in as a conference champ so they would go in as one of the six host sites who tulane no you sure about that i think i thought i read it that they would get in as a host site for one of the six host sites for the first round which means that they would have somebody coming to them that may actually be a better team strength to schedule, that type of thing, but wasn't a conference champion. The way I understand it, the top four conference champions are eligible for a bye, and then after that, it's just seeded the way it is. Well, you, So you, you still end up with – so the top four conference champions, so you're saying SEC, ACC – So you'd have Georgia, Michigan – uh, let's don't use team names just conference wise who 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 are you thinking who are you thinking is the four teams that would get the buy under this playoff format well, i was about to the tell four you. conferences <laughs> well 
Okay, SEC, uh, Big Ten. Okay. That's ACC, right? But, I reckon. And that's kind of my point. Like, so you get an ACC team that gets a bye. I, it, it just, and again, maybe we obviously, the <clears throat> two of us don't know enough about it. Maybe to, I, I did read up on it and I took it that it was, um, I, I didn't understand the four teams getting a bye. How do you decide what four teams get a bye? So, let's see. What when was? This? I mean, did it's uh, not a real playoff if four teams get a bye. This was December first. So the four teams that would have got buys would have been Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. That was assuming they won their championship games. So and then Tulane would have been the twelve seed, even if they won their. See, and I, I, yeah, I don't. Again, what I read, I did not take it that way. I took it that they would be. They would have been one of the top six because they but won you, their conference. What championship. I'm telling you is, you read incorrectly, or or what you're reading is incorrect because you have had a little run of that lately. How so? Well, do we need to go back to tweets and I can pull up the exact date of when I had to tell you you're not a sports guy because <laughs> okay. you cited. Well, a go Mac, ahead and tell me. You cited a Mac game as the Mac championship, which was <laughs> at the wrong time uh, on the wrong day. You're right, yeah. I, and so I've, I've owned that one. You've hit a little skid of that. I, well, that's a one. That's one. Well, one is one, and it was a big one. It was a big one. It was a big one. I mean, I was tuned in. I had my whole day planned. So, are you prepared to do what I did and own? your mistake and say you're wrong about this I, I don't think that either one of us truly know i know okay i do know again i, I apologize i know tulane if they were in it this year would be the 12 seed and, and my question will be how would they be a 12 seed that would put people seated ahead of them that weren't conference champions yeah better football teams yeah that's not the way i read the thing but okay all right but i mean i you know would Tulane be one of, I guess, by default, by the record, they're the 12th team, but are they one of the top 12 football teams in college football? Right. That that was your original point. Right. I, I still I was speaking on. Right. And I just don't think that this format. But that's fine. I don't have any real interest to see Oregon State play over Tulane. Oh, now, no, no. They're no, going to have a gripe about it. Right. Well, and this year, those are the teams that shake out that way. I mean, every year it's going to be a different, you know, there's still going to be the arguments made that somebody. Should have got in that didn't get in, whatever. I mean, I, that's I not going to alleviate that. It could be Wisconsin and Boise we're talking about. or you know, I mean, any number of teams. Yeah. Right. So do I you mean, need four more examples? I think it's... Uh, are you good? Are you just, just <laughs> trying to be funny? <laughs> yeah. Because you're not very good at it. Let's see, Molly. I, I don't know. Was that supposed to be funny? I think at times I am. Okay. So you also thought the Mac game was... Right, the championship game. Yeah. So okay. So uh, some, so you're wrong twice. So I, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna let this one go. Okay. I'm gonna say a hundred. Like for a fact, sometimes I am funny. Okay. I, I would, you're gonna disagree with I, that. I just said I would agree with that. Okay. Here he goes. Here you go. You're doing this. You're so, doing this. As it relates to the playoff again, let's round that out. Let's round it out. Yeah, I now I do think it'll be cool to to see the you know the the Pirates have a chance to get in that way. Exactly, that'd be cool. And at least you can go into the season, all these coaches across America, and say, "Hey guys, let's go win a championship." So with Tulane in that situation, they would be on the road as the twelve, obviously. Yeah, they would so, be on the road at. Um, so as a conference, they probably at one. USC or Bama. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, 
I mean, you don't. Yeah, you don't get a home game for winning your conference. You, you know, you gotta. So you get in it for winning the conference. Can you? And I guess even if you go in as the so say Tulane goes in as a ten seed, loses the conference championship. Do they get in? Do they fall out of the? Would that oh, take well, them out of thirteenth or fourteenth? So it puts them out of it. Yeah, they're so, out. So the you value, have to win your conference championship if you're that group of five team, right. highest ranked champion at that point. Right. So, all right. Well, we'll be talking about this a lot two years from now, and then next oh, year yeah. when East Carolina is eleven and one, and they're going to miss the playoff by one year. And and we're gonna be talking about it forever. Wow! Because then Mike Houston's gonna leave, and we're gonna hire a bad coach and be bad for like four years. Wow! I mean, the, the eternal optimist. <laughs> what a scenario, though. Ever the optimist. <laughs> I can guy. see that happening. Ever the optimist. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's that. What do you uh, do? You think they got the? Are you cool with the four teams they have? TCU staying in despite the loss. It, Ohio State bumping USC. My deal with that USC's loss was terrible. It was just bad football. I mean, they just played poorly on defense. That tackling, no I, I'm tackling. serious. And I watched, you know, ECU in Houston a few weeks ago, and then Temple and what they did. That tackling in that game was maybe the worst I've ever seen. It is seen. no question the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. So the thing with TCU, man, is they had a lot of really delicate wins late. Like they found ways to kind of win ugly, which held up in their bowl game or in their championship game so i thought there was enough um enough question marks around their effort that they may find themselves on the outside looking in and i thought look matter of fact i i i, I would have bet the farm that alabama would find a way in w- with all that shake up and the only thing i was hoping before <laughs> after that after tc i mean after uh, usc loses the only thing I'm hoping for at that point is that all the teams that are projected top four lose. Yeah, the the thing is though, like Georgia, Michigan, it change still them. got in. It doesn't change them. Yeah, um, I tell you what, Nick Saban was uh, doing some groveling, wasn't he? I didn't see what he. Did. He was on TV. He was on. Uh, oh, I did see. Yeah, like yeah one yeah. of the games. It was a pregame, and they yeah had him from his like his living room or whatever. He was saying just put the let's put the best just, teams just put in. the best teams in there. Yeah, right. I, I look, they've had their fun. I, I'm not going to miss Alabama from this year's playoff. But where does TCU finish in the SEC? Well, we, Third, fourth. We can play that game. Um, yeah, maybe. That's the. I mean, that's the thing is that you know that in, in all actuality, and, and what this may end up doing is further driving a wedge between the SEC and the rest of football, and that this may uh, drive their secession from the NCAA. Uh, just because you know that tournament, if you had the SEC playing their own tournament for their own championship, it's a better deal than what I think we could get with this twelve teamer. I wonder how much this has to do with like Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC and seeing that, uh, right, we, we're in trouble. We need to add some spots here, mm-hmm. or we just need to uh, stay where we are, or maybe join the American because right now. Oh, that's the path of least resistance. Yeah. Right now. Who's got a better shot, East Carolina or Texas? Mississippi State. Right. Like, uh, we do, right? Right. I would think so. So, I like that aspect of it, that uh, that we got a, chance, a, ch- a shot here. Um, do you think they split up Michigan and Ohio State, like, on purpose so they wouldn't I play? absolutely do. Yeah. But, man, what it would I, it, we're not going to see them play each other. Listen, I don't think anybody can beat Georgia. 
but man how much fun would it be to see those two cats come up against each other it would kind of suck for michigan right they beat them two in a row and now they got to get them again for a championship well yeah i mean but man that's that's duke and carolina in basketball man that would be just incredible and we saw that in the final four yeah that would be just absolutely incredible what i think is trending to is a uh, washington dallas nfc championship molly all these rivalries in postseason yeah maybe four or five years from now that's how uh, my brain works so you're saying Ever that washington and dallas would be a rivalry <laughs> it was one time it won at one point it was when i was a wee lad yeah joe theisman against uh willie green or maybe whatever. before i was even a wee lad yeah it's been a while yeah been a while it's so funny with all the dion stuff and so you're hearing more and more about the 95 cowboys and obviously the cowboys being somewhat relevant and and jerry jones is eating up all this free pub he's getting over the obj stuff uh but 95 it didn't seem like it was that long ago that they won the super bowl until you hear it was 1995 and then it's like man that's like a long i mean that's that's a while back a while a long uh johnny says tcu is better than lsu who was the sec west champions i don't know I mean, that would be a, I mean, that'd be a game. Be a yeah. good game. How about Tulane uh, this year, Molly, taking on uh, USC? Good for them in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Lincoln uh, and his team are. Uh, that's And that's why these bowl games, I guess, are fascinating, but also I don't, I can't truly love them because. Who knows who's who knows who's playing? The motivation factor. Yeah, the who knows who's out, playing? Right, all that. Stuff. What I guess the day that Alabama figured out they were not in the uh, playoff, they had like three guys, three defensive linemen say, "Hey, we're we're done." Yeah, I mean, you got a guy for Ohio State who, and I don't know how healthy or unhealthy he is, but he's not. He's like foregoing the rest of the season to get ready for the NFL. Right, and they're well, in the playoff. We had the discussion yesterday with willie smith because we were asked uh, i think by a listener a viewer and they said if you i what's more important to a player a path at the playoffs or nil money (laughs) and it goes to the individual player now if you come from a rich family and money is not a worry to you maybe the path to the playoff but i'm gonna say about 90 yeah i think that's weak sauce money yeah money yeah especially depending on what that dollar amount is yeah you know nil being hey we're going to give you a car to drive or nil being we've got two billion dollars for you yeah both are good options well one is significant one is a lot better than the other other. right uh josh says what do you know about the highly rated or quarterback recruit committed to ecu last month i believe you're talking about raheem jeter is that right yeah i'm assuming he's talking about raheem jeter who flipped his commitment from west virginia to east carolina well, Josh, I don't know anything about him, but Stephen Igo does. So stay tuned to hour three, and we'll ask Igo about Raheem Jeter coming up at five o'clock. Raheem Jeter. I would think he's probably got How a chance two? to come in and compete. You know, come in and compete for time like quickly. Uh, I mean, I, of course, it depends on obviously it depends on what happens with the portal, and I guess obviously where Garcia is coming back. But um, I don't know that that that. I don't know what odds do you think ECU adds a quarterback from the portal? 75% chance. Yeah, I'm up there too. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a depth a depth guy. You know, even if they feel like Garcia is their guy, but the, the, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they've obviously lost some cats out of that room, so 
Ayler's gone. Ryan Stubblefield uh, transferring out. So, all right. Uh, you want to hang out one more segment? Sure. It's, I mean, it's only, it's only 1247. <laughs> Look, I I asked Troy if we could throw that clock away. He said no. He's holding on to it. That is something that Troy would do. Yeah. So uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Got more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hemp Garden is your premium CBD retailer in Eastern North Carolina. Find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support? Well, Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation, and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and Mike Mullis joining us. Talked a lot of football earlier. Before we uh, move out of college football, I do want, Mully, you to pick a game, if you don't mind. Okay. It's 40 bowls in 14 days. Shirley, hit, No, not that song. Hit the remix. Come on, Mully. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. Rock! 40 bowls! 14 days! 40 bowls! 14 days! 40 bowls! 14 days! 40 bowls! 14 days! 14 days. All right, Molly. The Lending Tree Bowl. Hancock Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. This will be on Saturday, December 17th. Featuring two former Conference USA rivals, Rice and Southern Miss. Had no idea Rice was in a bowl this year. They'll be joining the American next year. It's exciting stuff. Molly, uh, Rice, Southern Miss. Who you got? I'm going to go uh, Southern Miss, uh, Brett Forth. Brett Forth. Southern Miss, Southern Man, Neil Young. You like Neil Young? Yeah. Better than that intro. I would hope so. He's a like, rock and roll Hall of Famer. Is, I'm just a guy. He is that. You are. Now, if if my intro was better than Neil Young, that'd be saying something. Yeah. He's saying a lot. Mully. You like me, don't you? No, I mean, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> uh, NFL, 
Mm-hmm. What's uh, Aaron Rodgers playing this week? Yeah, well, he played last week. He was, you know, they won. Yeah. They beat the Bears. They own the Bears. The Bears are so bad. They are. And Justin Fields, I saw a stat. He is, I can't decide if he's good or not. I know. He's not good in the clutch. He's 0 for 8 uh, scoring points this year when down one possession less than four minutes. It was some crazy stat I saw. But Taylor Heineke is like, they've scored in four of the six opportunities there. Tom Brady's like five out of six this year. Justin Fields, 0 for 8. So, like, they've been in games. A lot of the reason is him that they're in these games. But then when it's winning time, he throws a pick. They lose. Yeah. I, I uh, Brady had another one for the ages the other day, though. Come back. I mean, he's something else. He is truly amazing. He I bet does you know, nothing the entire game. No, and, and then, then he just plays at the end. I, you know what? I bet he, uh, he probably got his feelings hurt when he thought, you know, Aaron Judge, he made, they make the comment in the tunnel about let's go to San Fran and, you know, let's make it happen or whatever. I don't know if you saw that little deal in any way. Was that a real thing? Well, I took it to be real. I don't know. But then, um, you know, obviously Aaron Judge, I mean, he's 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 a wealthier young fellow. So he's staying in the Bronx. Uh, what did you make of the Mets losing DeGrom but adding Mr. Postseason, Justin Verlander? I, you know, I, I guess it's an upgrade. They, what do, I mean, their average age of starting pitching in New York is, I mean, it's it's almost deceased. They've got some old dudes. Oh, wow. They got Jose Quintana as well. Did not see that. So they are just bringing in these, these veteran pitchers. I kind of chuckle because the Braves just like find them in Double A, right? And bring them up right. in their aces. Uh, the Met. I tell you, who I'm I'm scared of though, and that's the Phillies bringing in Trey Turner. Boy, they paid him too, huh? Yeah, and I mean, eleven years. Yeah, these those things usually don't work out. No, and you know what? And and because the Mets are the Mets, I, I would take a wager now that Verlander won't finish the season. Oh, I know that's not going to work out. No, not going to not gonna work out it's and i like the little shot of you know shot across the bow he you know i wanted to pitch somewhere that i could feel the pressure of october baseball well then why'd you go to the mets <laughs> yeah your, your pressure is in like august september trying to make it in right october it's you're at home right chilling Hanging is he out. still with the model the uh i guess so kate upton kate upton yeah so yeah i guess so man what a life huh and I will tell you, I talked to someone that considers himself a very reliable source uh, inside the Giants uh, locker room, I guess. And, man, he's going to be a Giant. He's going to be. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I, talking about Judge? Quite frankly, yeah, talking about Judge. Quite frankly, I didn't carry the weight. I mean, I was like, all right, whatever. Um, so I know that this person was a little um, – their information was not nearly as good. But I do think the Giants, like, rolled out the red carpet, as did the Padres, as did – you know whomever else to try to make it work but um interesting I, I think that's the best poker face that uh anybody's ever played with as it relates to the yankees i mean i think he made them probably get up off their wild a little bit more than they wanted to did they recently like re-up with cashman as well i think so last year yeah. okay so yeah um is he the best player in baseball best position player i don't think so i mean he's the best hit he's the best power hitter who's the best player I mean, you got to go to like a Trout or you got to go to, you know, a Trout. Of course, Trout's had health issues. Um, 
That's one thing about Judge this year to hit all them home runs. Obviously, he stayed healthy. That's right. He was there. That's right. You got to you know you got to like. I mean, there's a there's a handful of guys that you know that are a better combination of the skills. But Aaron Judge is up there. I mean, he's probably I say easily top five. And I would have a tough time naming the four ahead of him if you factor in you know obviously and you have to staying healthy. I have not been following the hot stove at all. Uh, The Braves don't have Kenley Jansen anymore. Mm -mm. He goes to Boston. Yep. So. I'm okay with that. Well, you might as well be. I mean, it's just going to be a carousel regardless unless it's, uh, you know, one of the top 10% guys that get the money and get locked in. Of course, that doesn't mean anything either. You know, they get an 11-year deal, and uh, he's got – Trey Turner's deal is 11 years, no trade. Mm-hmm. I don't know that – I mean, what does that even really mean? Yeah. I mean, if he wants out – Right. You know, so I don't know. Molly, uh, what else you following? Uh, interesting. You know what? It's so funny. We we're talking about it. Um, the uh, golf. No, nobody's even like they had a pretty good tournament this past week. The the hero and Hovland wins it. Won it back to back. Well, they had the tournament where like all the best players remaining pretty much were playing, right? Yeah, but the problem is it's still like I know it's it's kind of you know it's it's a whole lot of who cares. And but this week it'll be interesting. You have the PNC with uh, Charlie and Tiger and uh, yeah. Big John and Little John playing. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. The anniversary. The anniversary of the dumbest thing Clip Brock ever said. That's right. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Charlie's He should be a wide receiver. He should be. It'd be a great idea. Maybe what, a, what maybe a hand model. But he uh but yeah, they go at it and that'll be interesting to see. Uh, apparently uh, Big John Jr., little little John got him a uh got him a little deal with Hooters. Oh yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harold Varner the third, forty third in the world, Molly. What's the cutoff for like Augusta? Uh, Augusta can invite whoever they want. 50. Augusta can invite anybody they want to come play. But he needs to be in the top 50 for what? The other majors. Okay. But Augusta is an invitational. So it's, you know, if you're a past champion, you can well, play. But he's got, no, he's got to qualify into it, though. Like the Masters did. can invite anybody that it's not a. PGA. I hear you, but it's the not a PGA. He got event. in last year was because he qualified for it. He won his way in, and you can go that way. But yeah. if the Masters so decides they want you to come play, if they want to clip Brock to play in the tournament, okay, they can invite whoever you're, they would like. You're very correct, but they're not going to invite Harold unless he well, qualifies to get in. And the reason the World Golf Ranking is so irrelevant is as he plays more events on the Live Tour, World Golf Ranking is not being recognized. That's kind there. of my. So Western. he's going to keep falling yeah. before the Masters gets here. Right. He'll never make it based off world golf points. Well, he'll never make it then. Uh, he could get invited. All right, Troy, anything's possible. I mean, no, no, no. He, you know, he's a well-liked. He, I mean, you know. Yeah, but are they going to, You're asking especially for a live guy, would they do that? They're going to have to have live guys or the tournament's going to be completely. No, they'll bring in like Fred Couples. They'll bring in all the oldies. to Just give them carts and we're going to play 36 or something yeah. and, you know. Wouldn't that be awesome, though? No, it'd be terrible. <laughs> if it gets so depleted that terrible. one of these, like, 70-year-olds... Uh, what's uh, Colin Montgomery doing these days? Yeah, I, I don't know. Roll them out there. Yeah. I, I, Tom Wise. Yeah, that's just what we want to see. <laughs> play play it at the Masters. That'd the, be... The Legends Tour. All right. Uh, is that it, Molly? I mean, I, you're the host. I know. But I, you've been very contentious today with me. I don't think that's the case. I know you don't, but you have... Uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate you coming on each and every week, and I would love for you to continue to come on. Von Miller out with a torn ACL. That is true. 
uh does it seem like and maybe it's my ignorance my youth um it's not that um well not now but previously like did there used to be do you remember acl injuries in the 80s i mean there were some but not maybe maybe they're more now but these guys are also bigger and stronger and I mean, they, they, you know, they, they, it's. Do you think they didn't know how to diagnose it back then? Well, or? I think I, I think part of it is as you lean out, you become more prone to have an ACL tear when you're, you know, you're, you're carrying no body fat and you're running faster than you've ever run before. Uh, you're getting hit by guys and turned over backwards by dudes that are way bigger at a way higher velocity, and you got to realize they're tackling lower these days. So I think it's a combination of a lot of there things. There you go. Great answer to my question. And uh, so if you have a lot of body fat, you don't have to worry as much about ACLs? Well, you're not going to move near as quick. All right. Well. Now, you may, <laughs> go, out, you may go out and slip on the steps and tear an ACL. Thanks. But, so there is still a chance yeah. I could get one. All oh, right. no. Yeah. All right. So you're telling me there's a chance? That's right. Uh, Chandler, you got anything from Molly today? No, I was going to bring up the PNC Championship, which is coming up next weekend, which is one of my favorite tournaments to watch. Uh, you know these the golfers with their whether it's their son or a family member but you also get to see like the talent that these guys have their sons have uh you see it with charlie woods and then uh, obviously with john daly's son who's going to arkansas and it's already got some nil stuff going on but that's coming up next weekend and <laughs> what I, well, that's the that, best no i know that i know y'all mentioned that that's the best recap <laughs> That possibly I've ever heard from something that just took place inside. I knew y'all said it. I was hoping you would add something. Yeah, man. you could have just said, "Yeah, the, I was going to talk about the PNC," but you guys have already covered it, so no, that's, that's all I got. But that's instead, it. you you ran back down everything we just literally. Yeah, but I'm telling you why I like it. Okay. <laughs> Damn y'all. Oh man, Chandler, uh, join me under the Mully bus today. Molly's just running over us all, man. No, you started laughing first. Now, don't, don't. I know, and why? Because of how many times have you said there's an echo in the room? Well, I mean, that was a loud echo. That what? That was. We were in a cave. That was a resounding echo. Molly, I knew y'all mentioned it. I damn knew y'all mentioned it. <laughs> okay, I didn't mention it. But I was sitting here by the mic, ready to mention it to Molly when y'all brought up golf. But then y'all mentioned it. You asked me what you got anything. Well, what I had was the PNC. All right, fair enough. Molly, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was. It was something. We'll take a break. Come back. Still to come on today's show, we'll talk to Patrick Mason and Stephen Iga. What do they have in common? Well, they're Caucasian males that were at the UNCW ECU basketball game last night. So we will recap that, talk football and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. 
perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. And by the way, speaking of AJ McMurphy's coming up this Saturday, December 10th, they're having their Christmas party. It will be a uh, bootleg revival starts. And that starts at 8 o'clock. It's an ugly Christmas sweater contest to follow. Cash prizes for first place and runner-up. So head out to AJ McMurphy's this Saturday, December 10th, for their Christmas party. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. You know, um, I don't own a, an ugly sweater. I have several. I, I, You know what? I even said, was it you that I mentioned to the other day? Or was it some? was it you, Clip, that I said we should have uh, one of these uh, PRLs before the end of the year? We should have an ugly sweater show. We should. I don't know if I could squeeze into one of yours. I might stretch it a little. No, bit. No, no, no. You have to go get one. <laughs> okay. I have. You one. can't wear. I don't one. know if I can still fit it, but it's also very inappropriate. Oh, tell us more. It says he sees you when you're s faced. And then there's a little holster for your beer can. We have duct tape. You can just, you know, we can put it over there in case the camera he picks it up. He sees you when you're faced. Faced. Uh, trivia tonight, you know, warm up the old trivia brain, Chandler. Sure. Let's play a little uh, game, Scarecrow. I, you know what? I need to because what a pitiful performance by me. My team finished second, but I just I did not contribute at all last week. There are 10, I should have done this at trivia tonight, but I didn't. I'm not going to. There are 10 undefeated teams in college basketball. Let's uh, name those teams. Two of them have former Pirate players on the roster. UConn. One. Um, let's go UCF undefeated? No. Um, I'm going to say Duke is undefeated. No. Uh, Baylor is undefeated. No. All right. Let's let's stick with. Let's try to get the other team with the former pirate on it before okay. we branch out. Uh, so UConn. Um, Jeremy Shepard still play? <laughs> At Rhode Island, last check, I don't think he's still playing. So no. Former pirate. Port. Port. Man, why am I having so Syracuse? You're just blanking. It's not Elijah Hughes. That was he five years ago. Um, he just played last year. Let's see. He was in the NBA last year. All right, two years ago. St. Joe's is not undefeated. It, Jenny just got it via text. How's that make you feel? <laughs> oh, that's not good. All right, yeah, I forgot about Jaden Garner. Which, first of all, I keep forgetting that Jaden Garner's still playing college basketball. Yeah, he's um, been around a while. So, Virginia. All right, so Virginia and UConn. You got – okay, those two. Um, Another undefeated team, one of our former head coaches was an assistant coach there with the Basketball Hall of Famer years ago. That was a lot of – a lot of words there. Yeah, say that one, once again. One of our former head coaches okay. at East Carolina okay. was at this school as an assistant in the 80s with a Hall of Fame basketball player coaching it. Oh, uh, Auburn. Auburn, very good. Mike, I'm guessing um, Coach McCarthy with Charles Barkley at Auburn. Correct. Well done, Chandler. Um, another undefeated school, a former head coach for ECU basketball, Mike Steele played at this school purdue 
That is correct. Well done. Another undefeated college basketball team will play East Carolina this year. Uh, Houston. Correct. Another undefeated college basketball team has a football coach that thinks he's a pirate. Mike Leach. I mean, um, Mississippi State. Correct. Another undefeated college basketball team has a former ECU safety as one of their DB coaches. Uh, UNLV. Correct. Another former college basketball team we thought might be a matchup and would have been a more attractive matchup, according to you, in a bowl game than Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Missouri. Correct. <laughs> Another. Is this it? No, I got two more. It's not a two more. Uh, this college basketball team is undefeated and they play at the pit. At the pit? Yeah. At the pit. Pittsburgh? The pit. No, pit does not play at the pit. Uh, Although, it would make sense. Do you know who it is? No, I have uh, no idea. The pit. Man, I've heard of that. <sighs> NC State won their title there in 83. Oh, okay. So, Albuquerque? No. New Mexico? Albuquerque Community College. What's your final answer? New Mexico. That is correct. And last but not least, Chandler, this college basketball team, this college resides in Logan, a city called Logan. Logan. Where is Logan? Uh, That's actually my cousin's name, and she is in Spain right now. Mm, Could it be Spain? Logan. Logan. They are in the Mountain West, I want to say. Boise State. No. No. Idaho. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you doing right now? Boise State is in a city just, called Boise. Yeah, I know. He's just throwing things out and seeing what sticks. Idaho is a state. So it's not them. Um, They're the Aggies. The Aggies? Yeah. You say? Yep. Is it New Mexico State? It is not. They are the Aggies. Good guess, but no. It is. Let me tell you. No, not really. Aggies. No. Tell me. I got nothing else planned. We can just you can keep the for the next two hours. Sweet. All right. It is in a state where East Carolina played a football game this year. Oh, is it um, Utah? No. Not, not Utah, but. Um... Uh, they're in the Mountain West. Mm. Is the state Utah? Yes. Utah. I mean, just jump, just like mix up those uh, words you said in that sentence. Just jumble them up. Utah State. Yes. <laughs> well done. Those are the undefeated teams in college that was basketball. Fun. All right, name them all again. All right, Utah <laughs> no, State. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. I Good. like the clues you gave me. That, were, that was awesome. Good job, Chandler. Uh, Casey's says, Clip, your tone and attitude towards Chandler is very little brother-like. Great show, guys, and Shirley. Hey, Chandler's like, he's, yeah. That's basically how this relationship is. He's my little bro. And I'm, uh, I'm very, very proud of him. 
makes me proud every oh, day. Shut up, big bro. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Alex says Jeremy Shepard three laughing emojis. Kevin said New Mexico. Johnny so said funny Utah about State. That? Zach so said Zach respects the uh, guess of Boise State playing in a city named Logan. <laughs> uh, so yep. Yeah. Um, good job, uh, listeners, chiming in on those. We need to do more trivia. Uh, we need to do a vibe check. How you feeling uh, about the Birmingham Bowl? By the way, we just crapped on the Birmingham Bowl for three hours yesterday, if you missed the show. Yeah. We had Willie Smith in hour one. Bryce Williams, not a huge fan, in hour three. And hour two was talking about the hoodies that were on sale that said Eastern Carolina, which has since been fixed. By the way. B-T-Dub. You just asked me what the five check is. Yes, sir. I want to do something right now. Do it that we used to do and it used to be very fun you have car blanche is that a word is that a phrase i want to ask shirley to do something uh-oh oh god what what's she packing back there today well what? i don't what know do you want? but i want her to back that fat truck up oh. back it up back it up back it up because i'm gonna go ahead and start this because people have already started asking now how many no, hey, look, I, look, I know it's December 27th. They're like, I know it's December 27th, but like, how many days exactly is that? I can't do math. And I'm like, dude. I think it's a good question. I'm like, get out, get out your phone and just look it up. That's what I just did. There's 20 days. Wow. 20 days until ECU versus Coastal Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. Not Eastern Carolina versus Coastal Carolina. No. East Carolina versus Coastal Carolina. Not at Legion Field. That protective field. It's that simple. East. And it's this simple. 20 days until we kick it off in Birmingham against the Chanticleers. So I just wanted to bring that that back, and we can bring it back once a week until the bowl game. But the David Price construction countdown to the bowl game. 20 days away, ECU versus Coastal Carolina. David Price Construction, run by ECU alum David Price, specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, large-scale residential renovations and additions. You can give them a call, 919-291-5532, or visit online, davidpriceconstruction.com, for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. After hearing that little um, line we played earlier today, hit that again, Shirley, for folks just tuning in, The uh, from the Pick Central. Uh, oh, okay. Where Brandon uh, Walker was talking about the games, the bowl games he already had circled to bet on. This was one of them. My second one, and this is kind of inspired by Ebo because he pointed out this team, and I think you should chase this team. It is ECU minus 9.5 against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina lost Grayson McCall. They lost uh, Jamie Chadwell. They are a rotting corpse of a team right now, and they're going to get destroyed by ECU. Is that about right, Ebo? Yeah, I mean, they even had McCall in the in the championship game. They look like they yeah. look like they suck. Yeah, they don't. Holt, yeah. Holt none of the none Holt of the Holt still rocking it for ECU. None yes. of the none of the power rating systems really liked them all year. They were in a lot of close games. They got by a really, really bad ODU team, and they got exposed the last two games. I don't think they're very I mean, good. they were just good when McCall was there. And, and Mike Houston gets dogs. Like, he's got dogs on defense. Dogs. All right, so 
they are factoring a lot more it sounds like about coastal carolina than east carolina in that prediction that the pirates are going to roll the chanticleers and it is due to coach out the door quarterback i guess not playing i hadn't heard anything official one way or the other we're just kind of talking as if it's a thing that mccall won't play but you factor those things in east carolina will be without avery jones we'll talk to Igo about the center position today at five o'clock i know we've had a lot of questions about that uh we'll see what he says um they'll be without xavier smith they'll be without a few other players uh, that have entered the portal i guess dorso uh sean dorso's in the portal uh there's a uh, uh elijah robinson yeah. defense uh tackle i believe that i saw uh, he got entered. a uh, offer from uh hawaii today oh wow but he, he's one of those guys uh stubby who i don't know if would have gotten much playing time anyway but you don't in, you don't know i said i didn't think so you don't think he would have played in the bowl game could have got a few snaps thank you thank you think alex flynn will play in the bowl game could mason garcia definitely all right but yeah those are the names and what a shame man i, I think stubblefield was gonna play a lot in this i really game. liked him i think he was gonna play a lot i enjoy watching him in the spring i think he might have two springs he might have started this bowl game shut up Chandler, what do you? What is your interest level in the transfer portal? Because mine's zero. Like I don't look at it. I don't see. Being an East Carolina fan, not. It's like it's overwhelming. Like I don't know where to begin. Almost. But I mean, I say it's not interesting. But also, we got some hell of we got hell of a player. Some really good players in this past transfer portal in the off season yeah and once we get them i'll certainly look into them but as far as like going through it and like oh being like yeah i want him i want him yeah i mean i'm sure people are into it and now i mean it's it's almost like looking at high school kids around the area that you want it's the same thing and that's the way these coaches are looking at it too it's uh some of these guys in the portal you you've seen play before i like i mean I mean, high school. You you see maybe Steve and I go post on Twitter and say this three star recruit is committed to East Carolina. You don't know who the hell he is, yeah. But you might see somebody's name pop up in the portal and, and have some, and he might say, "Hey, thanks East Carolina for this offer or whatever" on Twitter, and you might say, "Oh, I watched him in a game." Well, you two. can you can pull a Chandler and YouTube his highlights exactly at that point, and that's what I do. Actually, I remember doing that for Isaiah Winstead. Um, <clears throat> so I mean. I don't know. It's not that much. There's not that much interest in it as an East Carolina fan, but and as an East Carolina fan, you hate it because it's such a stepping stone program. It, it was a stepping stone program for 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 coaches, and now it's being that way for for players now too. Yeah, maybe. I, but again, we're going to hopefully reap the benefits of it when it comes to, and again, the the coaches hit home runs with their portal additions this season can they go out and do that again uh hopefully so so i hope so because it really worked out for the pirates this offseason uh let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live we'll talk to patrick mason daily reflector when we return as he will join us on the pit electric live line patrick mason having some car issues today can't be here 
been there, done that. Oh, yeah. We all have. Um, But we will talk to him on the Pit Electric Live line. He has committed to that. So we'll do that when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. And uh, there is a blood drive going on this Saturday, December the 10th at Kinetic Physical Therapy. They will be hosting a blood drive. Come to 1540 East Arlington Boulevard to donate blood and help save not just human lives, but animal lives as well. For each unit collected, the $10 will be donated to the Bear Garden Animal Rescue to pay for a needy animal's medical expenses and get them ready for adoption. To schedule your appointment, go to redcross.org and enter Kinetic PT or contact Dr. David Edwards himself at 252-902-7061 and he will schedule you directly. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Stephen Igo going to join us later on. Igo dropped one of, uh, one of my favorite things he does on Hoist the Colors earlier today. The three things I know, three things I think, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, you can find that right now uh, over at Hoist the Colors. A lot of information about recruiting, transfer portal. A lot of good discussion over there going on at Hoist the Colors. I, that's, uh, that's part of my daily routine. When I eat lunch, I usually peruse those boards over at Hoist the Colors and uh, see what's going on. So we'll talk to Igo coming up. Later on in today's show, we will talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector right now as he joins us on the Pit Electric Live line. Patrick, how you doing today? Pretty good, Cliff. How's it going? It's going all right. And uh, Patrick, you uh, floated out a tweet last night that uh, I saw. It said, this is the best basketball atmosphere I've been at in a long time, referring to trask as east carolina lost to uncw but uh just being in that kind of environment uh gets the gets the blood pumping right it really did i mean it was so cool like just um you know getting into the the arena there was like a a buzz on the whole place um you know like i don't know parking lot was crowded there was a whole line of people and when you got in there it was packed i mean they were they were so loud they were into it like the student section was flowing into the upper deck I mean, people were standing. It, it was just an awesome environment. It was super loud. And, I mean, it was just an awesome place to, to play a basketball game, I'm sure. And just, like, when um, East Carolina came out from their locker room, um, you know, the whole place booed, was booing them. And, like, all the all the kids just had this, like, smile on their face. Like, all right, like, this is how it's going to be tonight. Like, so it, it was definitely a cool atmosphere and kind of cool to see. Rough uh, offensive first half, uh, really, for both teams and UNCW. 
kind of pulled away there later in the first half and then the second half east i mean i guess east carolina just never got going all night maybe played their best towards the end of the game but free throws uh other than javon small a big negative last night obviously outside shooting pirates only hitting two three pointers in the game last night what else uh went wrong for ecu patrick um foul trouble for sure um i think ezra and even Jaden walker um and in the first 10 minutes they had two fouls so they sat for most of the rest of the first half and really by the end of the first half i think four of the five starters had two fouls um so it just kind of makes you conscious about that you know moving forward so you kind of have to pick your spots i want to be aggressive defensively and speaking of aggressive defensively that was uncw all night i mean they're just they're really long they're just really talented and athletic so they can get out and defend the perimeter which is where you know east carolina just loves jacking up threes so they weren't able to do that so that was an issue and yeah it was just kind of a one of those games where you got in a little bit of a hole and kind of the crowd and and the way uncw plays with you know just such speed and athleticism it's hard to come back Patrick Mason joining us. Saw East Carolina fall last night on the road to UNCW. We're starting to see more and more of Ezra. And we're starting to see Mike Schwartz kind of, I guess, tune down this rotation a, a little bit, Patrick. Not a lot of Luigi DeBoe, not a lot of uh, our guy David Kay. Uh, we're starting to see Schwartz kind of go with maybe what we're going to see the remainder of the year as the, uh, the rotation, unless they get in super foul trouble. Uh, the rotation starting to dwindle down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know, like Valentino Pinedo came in last night, got some minutes just mostly because of foul trouble. But, yeah, you know, it's definitely a lot tighter rotation. I think we have a pretty clear sense of who that bench mob is, who that second unit is. You know, Caleb LeCount, Jaden Walker's been pretty good there. Um, ben Baiella has been getting the start, um, and he doesn't really provide much offensively. At least he hasn't recently. But he does have some pretty good defense, so – um, obviously I think you'd like to get him going a little bit, but if, you know, you can find some scoring elsewhere, like you mentioned, Ezra, who's, who's just been great, honestly, in expanded minutes, he, he's been terrific for them. Um, just watching him work underneath. He's got a big body. He's aggressive. He's willing to get down there. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, this rotation is definitely kind of taking shape a little bit and it's just interesting to see who's getting minutes. Like Caleb is for sure. You know that that two point guard who's who's running that second unit and yeah just kind of got some guys sprinkled in but we're definitely seeing Mike Schwartz kind of you know figure out who he likes. Since we've last talked to you, Patrick, East Carolina has played a game where they were on the right side of, of pretty much a blowout and the wrong side. Uh, the Pirates took a twenty plus point lead against Campbell. Now the Camels did fight back and I think get it to single digits uh, late in the game but East Carolina really controlled that game from the from halftime on and we're in a similar spot just on the other side last night against UNCW so this is a team that played really thrillers uh, the first part of this season and uh, here the last two we've seen one get away from East Carolina and then one where they're able to uh, extend a lead on Campbell so a lot of these games went down to the wire early and uh, we've seen kind of a, a couple of laughers here lately. Yeah, like you said, kind of going both ways. But I guess that's maybe what we expected kind of going into this year, right? Just kind of a maybe up and down. We definitely expected some losses, some bad games. And, you know, this team is talented enough in some places where they can have some games against Campbell and they can surprise you. Maybe not surprise isn't the right word, but they can um, score some points and play a really good game. You know, the whole time when I was sitting there watching last game, I just kept having this recurring thought of UNCW is – 
maybe what East Carolina should aspire to be or, or could be in the future. Um, just, just with the way they played and also just the atmosphere. Like, I mean, there's no reason Minji's can't be that way either. Um, you know, I think Memphis last year was a great example of that. Um, but just to get it on a consistent basis, I mean, just, you know, get that program to, you know, get some, some high win seasons and, and you can do that. I mean, I think that's exactly how East Carolina wants to play. And I think if Mike Schwartz kind of had the, the same UNCW team, it, it'd be great for him. I mean, they, they're really great defensively. Um, just really good defensive principles and, you know, obviously sprinkle some offense in. So I, I just really couldn't help get away from all the similarities I saw last night of, of what this team should aspire to be. Pirates back home on Sunday taking on Coppin State, coached by the 2002 most outstanding player of the Final Four, Juan Dixon. Uh, his team lost to NC State last night, so they'll continue their North Carolina road trip coming up Sunday at 2 o'clock uh, in Minji's. Patrick, uh, what were your thoughts when you saw uh, Birmingham Bowl was the destination for ECU? Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I've I don't really know much about Birmingham. Um, I think, I think, actually, I think the opponent is pretty cool. Um, I really don't have too much of an opinion on the location. I guess um, it, it is what it is, right? When you get down to football, it's just going to be football at the end of the day. But actually, I'm kind of I, I like the opponent. I think Coastal is pretty cool. Um, they haven't met before. I mean, Coastal is an exciting team. Um, they were actually just in their conference championship game uh, last Saturday. Um, I think a nine-win team. So um, just kind of a, a fun, uh, you know, fun little matchup. I know it's odd that. Um, the teams are kind of close, and that they're going to Alabama to play. But you know that, that's just how the postseason is. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it. I, I think it'll be pretty cool. What, what do you guys think? What, what do you think when you saw it? Uh, same with you. I like the opponent. I really do. I don't love selfishly. I I don't like the date um, of the 27th. And you know I'm not going to the game, so I don't have any thoughts on the location. So that really doesn't matter to me. But I do like the opponent. I like the uh, the regional aspect of playing Coastal Carolina, and would like to see them on the schedule. Be a fun little regional rivalry. But at least we get them one time coming up on the 27th. Um, Patrick, as far as storylines for this bowl season, so with it being after Christmas, you've got quite a few practices here if you're mike houston and i know he and the coaches love that what uh i don't know what are the storylines you're following you've got like the last ride for whole nailers and miles berry and uh, a lot of these guys even the the guys that came in via transfer like isaiah winstead you've also got kind of grooming the younger talent and to take over for some of these guys so i, I don't know have you uh picked out any story ideas for your bowl coverage um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sorting through that a little bit, but at least what kind of stood out to me initially was just, just sort of the work. A lot of, like you mentioned, a lot of these younger guys could potentially get, um, especially like along the offensive line, Mike Houston talked about having some depth and actually needing to use that depth without Avery Jones playing. Um, you know, you're going to have some, you know, special teamers kind of get in, maybe some more playing time. Um, I, I don't know. It, like you talk about last ride, I think. We did a lot of that, you know, leading up to the senior senior day and all that kind of stuff, and and yeah, it'll it'll be fun. But I think really just just kind of through a lens of the future of this program, I think these practices, um, you know, three extra weeks, and then, yeah, just getting some guys some playing time that probably wouldn't have as much playing time and exposure. So that that'll be probably forefront for me. Just you really get a, an eye toward the future. I think in, in this bowl game. Looking forward to that. Patrick Mason joining us as uh, East Carolina 
and Coastal will go at it. Patrick, I guess you were on the road last night when your Iowa Hawkeyes lost to Duke. Yeah, they. Iowa, I was kind of lightly following along, but Iowa just couldn't shoot the ball yesterday. I was hoping for a little closer game, you know, a little push Duke a little bit, but that didn't happen. I still think Iowa's pretty good. They're, they're kind of a fun team, but kind of saw last night just very streaky shooting and you know that'll, that'll kill you some nights iowa basketball the opposite of iowa football they are uh, indeed fun to watch all right uh patrick uh it's time to pick a bowl game we do 40 bowls in 14 days we pick uh, all the games with the guest on the program and you will be the guest picker for this bowl after you hear this song 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days oh my goodness 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days Fired up for bowl season. And Patrick, you have the Las Vegas Bowl. This will be Saturday, December 17th at 730. And uh, interesting matchup here. Oregon State taking on Florida. Uh, that'll be in the, uh, the Raider Stadium there in Las Vegas on ABC. So, Patrick, uh, I know when I throw these bowls out to you, it's at random. You don't have any real inkling on it. So, I don't know. Maybe do you have a memory, a connection to one of the schools, uh, or, or one reason to pick uh, over the other? Oregon State versus Florida. Who's your pick? Um, I guess growing up, I played um, It was like NCAA baseball, like EA Sports on PlayStation 2. And I'm pretty sure Oregon State was on the cover. So, I always liked the Beavers because they got a kind of cool uh, – mascot so i mean just kind of doing that you know i almost feel like i'm picking like a ncaa tournament bracket here but yeah that's probably my only real connection um actually one time i did a story on a swimmer ryan blackie an olympian swimmer um he went to florida but i'm gonna go oregon state here <laughs> all right uh anti-lock got, got some random yeah i got some random uh, loose association here but i'm gonna go oregon state all right going with the beeves uh last wednesday at sports trivia during a, a break we were chit-chatting about things and that um ea sports college baseball game came up and it reminded me of one of the worst days of my life i uh oh no i did pa for ecu baseball early in the season it was like a february and i was like man i'm fired up for some college baseball i got an old ps2 at the house i'm gonna go to gamestop and see if they have a copy of the old baseball game and i dug through the used games and for like three ninety nine, they had a copy of uh, college baseball EA Sports. I was so pumped. I sped home. Deal. I I bypassed my my family when they tried to say hello. I said, "Move out of the way." I pushed them out of the way. I went to uh, the PlayStation, put the game in, and it didn't work. 
Oh no! Did you have to like rub off the CD and all that stuff? Oh, I tried everything. Your magic. I tried everything. It did not work. I was sold a lemon, and even though it was only four dollars, it felt like four hundred thousand dollars. It just—it was a huge loss. And a punch to the gut. I mean, a giant punch to the gut, and uh, so I was never able to uh, to play that game, and uh, still makes me sad to this day. So, Patrick, yeah. thanks for uh, bringing up that memory. Yeah, I'd probably carry that loss with me as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Patrick, uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, uh, we can get you back here in studio soon. But we appreciate it. Um, what you got? Uh, check out Patrick's work, Daily Reflector, online reflector.com. I guess we'll see you in Minji's on Sunday. Yep. Yeah, I'll be there Sunday, and uh, I'll be sitting next to you next week for sure. All right. Get the Patmobile back in tip-top shape. The Patmobile will get back rolling, and uh, we'll get you back here in studio. Sounds good. Thanks, Patrick. See you, man. See you, Cliff. There is Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, joining us on the Pitt Electric Live line as he selects Oregon State to beat Florida in the Las Vegas Bowl. We'll open up 40 bowls in 14 days one more time with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors coming up in hour number three of the show. And... What you folks care about will open up the treasure chest coming up in hour three as well. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Got some uh got some breaking news out of well i say breaking news but uh brett mcmurphy tweeted this a uh, couple hours ago but the ncaa will grant virginia football players whose eligibility ended in 2022 they will be granted an extra year of eligibility for the next season so uh hmm. virginia canceled its final two games this season after the tragic murders of lavelle davis jr devin chandler and deshaun perry so uh, uh players whose eligibility was uh up at the end of this year they will be granted an extra year all right uh thank you for that information chandler let's take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck buck no world cup today and no world cup tomorrow i believe they get back at it let's see today is wednesday i believe they get back at it friday uh croatia brazil and netherlands argentina coming up on friday uh college hoops tonight by the way i watched um uh, arkansas toughest nails uh uncg put a scare into them last night but 
number nine arkansas was able to win it uh at home last night coming up tonight in top 25 action purdue host hofstra at seven tennessee will host eastern kentucky nebraska is at indiana yukon tristan newton and company on the road at florida so a uh, good non-conference matchup there yukon and the gators connecticut a four-point favorite in that one so uh not a whole lot going on saw the canes last night lost in overtime to the ducks and uh, you do have some nba action tonight including 7 and 17 charlotte on the road at brooklyn the hornets really stink uh about beat the clippers the other night but Kawhi returned and hit a game winner for la uh, so that's what's going on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Uh, good win last night for EC women's basketball. The men uh, dropped a game at UNCW, but Kim McNeil's Pirates uh, able to pick up a win last night. And looking at what they've done so far this year, they are 7-3. and three. Uh, They have won a couple in a row now against VCU and against Maryland Eastern Shore. They play at Gardner-Webb coming up uh they got a long break they don't play again until the 15th so they've got uh just three games left before beginning conference play with tulsa december 30th at gardner webb north north carolina a&t at hampton uh, on the road in a couple of those but winnable games i mean if you could start 10 and 3 non-conference that would give them a lot of momentum heading into conference play yeah, and uh, they're playing really well. I mean, they're forcing, uh, you know, one of Kim McNeil's calling cards as far as how she wants to run her program is stifling defense. And that's something that they've uh, been able to do. And uh, so far in the 10 games that they've played this season, they are forcing multiple turnovers. And I'm talking about like 20s and 30s in terms of what they're forcing. So, uh, Danae McNeil is the uh, leading scorer right now for uh, ECU. She had 17 points last night. And, uh, of course, the uh, the local product, Amaya Joyner from Farmville Central High School, uh, getting some playing time, uh, coming up off the bench as a freshman. She only had seven points last night, but uh, she did play 22 minutes. And I think she's still trying to uh, – kind of get her legs uh back underneath her as uh she was recovering from the flu not too long ago and uh as anyone knows if you have the flu and you're an athlete sometimes it takes a little while to kind of get that stamina back but uh so so far so good i mean seven and three is not a bad start and uh you're going to get a little bit of a break and then uh you've got conference play coming up in january so uh still a lot of basketball left to be played all right uh and just saw this too uh that and i guess this came out earlier but looks like Deion sanders is going to bring in mike zimmer to be his defensive coordinator at colorado oh that's interesting so zim uh coached him in dallas uh back in the day former vikings head coach and uh will be now with the buffaloes and then he also took somebody who was currently a head coach so and i cannot remember who it was but is bringing him in as his offensive coordinator, I'll try to look it up right quick. And I, as I, I've already forgot who that is, but he is already getting his staff together as he's already come off back-to-back SWAC championships. And let me see if I can find that offensive coordinator. He is going to be bringing in Kent State's former head coach uh, Sean Lewis. So Deion Sanders has hired Kent State head coach Sean Lewis 
to be Colorado's offensive coordinator. And in 2022, Kent State ranked 44th in total offense. All right. And then in 2021, they ranked fifth. Thank you for those uh, reports, Chandler Honeycutt. And uh, can I mention one more ECU thing? Keep them, keep it coming. Okay. Well, ECU softball team announced their 2023 schedule. Uh, of course, you know, softball season and baseball season right around the corner. I mean, it's not going to be too much longer before they start playing. It's not cold enough for baseball and softball right now. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but softball announced, out, uh, of course, uh, they they tend to play tournament weekends. You've got uh, several tournaments that they participate in. I'm just going to name off some of the teams that they're going to be playing against this year. Um, at UNCW, in that tournament, they're going to be playing Virginia Tech. That's one of the teams. Uh, Coastal Carolina um they're going to be playing them at the battle of the beach that's one of the tournaments that they're going to be in and then a couple of other teams one that's really got my attention ecu will host notre dame on a wednesday afternoon (laughs) matinee at max r joiner stadium so that'll be interesting to see ohio state um there's a jolly jolly roger invite which is the weekend of march 17th that will be cleveland state ohio state and presbyterian so those uh, teams will be in town for that weekend. And then uh, they will play North Carolina in Chapel Hill. They'll play Duke in Durham. Uh, and, then of co- and then they'll be at uh, NC State the last weekend in April. So a couple of ACC matchups, uh, some very interesting teams coming into Greenville to play uh, the Pirates. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, good stuff there, Shirley Rhodes. And before we take a break, I have the top five vote-getters for the Pro Bowl this year, or the Pro Bowl games. They're not having an actual football game. They're doing other stuff, which is totally fine since they don't play in the game anyway. Uh, Number five, Travis Kelsey. Number four, Tyreek Hill. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Justin Jefferson. And the number one vote-getter this year is who? He's he's the quarterback of Shirley and I's Dolphins. Tua. Tua. <laughs> Tua. I was I was thinking it was either going to be Tua, Tom Brady, or Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes was three. Oh, Mahomes. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Tua, the most votes. How about that? So well deserved uh, this year. But yes. you know what? That's what I had been waiting for. I've been waiting for my Tua time, and I am getting it. It is Tua time for show. Let's take a break. We will come back. Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, joins us. We got a ton to talk about. Portal, bowl, recruiting, hoops. And uh, if you have any questions, you can drop them. I've already got a Raheem Jeter question from Josh. Um... If you have a question for Igo, you can pass it along, 317-1250, if you'd like to chime in via the Pit Electric Live line. Also, Treasure Chest coming up Hour 3, Big Hour 3 on tap. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. Igo looks good. That's all that matters. Still- I go looks good. That's all matters. I did that pretty good. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Stephen, feel good. Although this rain's put me to sleep. Yeah, uh, Chandler was outside yawning. <clears throat> I could go for a nap myself, just in one of those moods. It's very yeah. blah. Very blah. Very blah. All right, uh, we do have some questions for you. I opened up the I go question line if people wanted to jump in. That was yesterday in the VIP chat. Are you not fielding questions today? Uh, it depends on what they are. If I feel like answering them. Jeez, you are in a mood. I love the VIP chat. You do a great job answering those questions, too. In I fact, enjoy it, too. Though. What I do, I don't even read the questions. You just look at the response. I look at your response because you quote, tweet it, right. or quote it, and I'm able to read the question and answer. So it's just a little hack I do, you know? Uh, life hack that would be the best way to do it otherwise you're just reading everything twice correct but uh i don't have time for that when i first started started it it used to be like it would take like an hour of my day and now it legitimately takes all day because people just keep asking questions which is good like that just speaks to how much we've grown but it's like i I made the drive to wilmington last night and like by the time i got to wilmington there was like three more pages of at that point it was almost like people talking yeah it always devolves into like a random topic at the end yep always um well this is the nip chat as we call it right not not important person uh steve hill says igloo how does it feel to be the second best steven at sports trivia on wednesdays when i do go it feels very appropriate because we are third place your team is named third place. we're never going to come to first we did like one time i think maybe twice i think actually we won back-to-back times and then yeah. since, since then have returned to our normal standing but yeah y'all had the lead heading into round three and then quickly we choked pulled. we yeah. choked i can't remember what it was it was the matching up um quarterbacks that were oh uh sec all-time passing leaders yeah we we blew that yeah uh johnny says why does bb5 have the green light to shoot 73.3 percent of his shots from three-point range when he's only making nine percent of them from that distance seems like a coach schwartz question yeah i mean he's speaking to benjamin baila well if you look at ben baila's juco offensive numbers they were very solid you know this freshman year i think he was over well over 30 percent like maybe even close to 40 percent from three-point range second year i think he shot 33 percent from three and you know always been a good rebounder good defender he's on the floor for defense and rebounding and you know i do agree there are times if he's not hitting he probably needs to to i don't know not shoot as much but too if you're in a slump 
I guess the only way to get out of it is to keep shooting. And he did hit a three. He hit ECU's first three yesterday, and yeah. he had a nice driving layup. So two buckets. Um, it's not like he doesn't have the talent to do it. Well, I'm sure he's hitting him in practice, yeah. or Mike Schwartz wouldn't let him shoot on the court. Yeah, or I mean, play him at all. Now there are times that he's taking some bad threes. But there's times everybody on the team is taking bad threes. Like RJ, I think, took a bad one last night. And so it's just it's something I'm sure they're coaching him on. And it's that fine line of you want him to to still be confident. Because I think he is a capable contributor offensively. He just hasn't been able to, to do that thus far. I mean, it is very Pig Jackson-esque. Yeah. Where it, Pig had that O for whatever slump he was in. It was like 0 for 22 from beyond the arc or something. It was brutal. And it became like dang to frustrating to comical to get him like, why is he in? So, I mean, we've seen it before, unfortunately. Yeah, and it started with that Tulsa game where he went like 0 of 10 from three-point range. That was after a big win. Oh, man, big crowd. Huge game, and ECU shot like 1 of 19 from three. By the way, we almost saw the first game last night in 31 years, the ECU didn't make a three-pointer. Wow. But uh, Small made one along with Ben. Layla, I believe. Yeah. yeah. 31 years. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Grady with... Uh, Good stat, Grady. 1991 against Liberty. All right. Uh, John says, question for I go. What is the time frame for the portal, parentheses, when it begins and ends, in parentheses, for the 23 class? So Dece- Good question. December 5th is when the Monday FBS portal opened. It runs through mid-January, I think the 18th. Don't quote me on that. Sometime in mid-January, and then it closes as far as entry, but you can still take commitments at the, after that time. So when when you can – I thought you could enter like any time. You can enter any time if you are – Oh, you're a, saying to be eligible for the upcoming season, you must be entered by – that date in january you can only enter if you're undergrad starting this year during this window okay december 5th through january if you're a grad transfer if you're a grad student or your coach has been fired or left you can enter at any time there you go then there is a second window <laughs> at their spring practice basically you know it used to always be open so you could have guys entering whenever but now it's kind of like, all right, as far as roster management, it's a little bit easier on the coaches knowing, hey, I have this window to figure out who's leaving, who's coming back. You know, after spring ball, you think about it, guys go through spring ball, they're not where they want to be on the depth chart. There's going to be another wave. So mm-hmm. there's a two-week window after spring ball for that to happen. So it's just – I think the you know, the, the, the window we're in right now is kind of long. I mean, it's a 90 – or I think it's a 60-day window or something. No, 45-day, excuse me. Yeah, 45-day window. I can't do math. Um, I mean, that's a long window to enter the portal. So I, I even think that needs to be shrunk a little bit. Again, they're going to keep tinkering with uh, rules, yeah, regulations, I mean, and everything. It's just uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I don't envy you at all for having to keep up with this stuff. I asked I mean, Chandler earlier. He had the same answer as me about how much do you pay attention to it. I pay attention to it zero because it's, like, overwhelming. Like, I don't know it is a lot. where to begin. Like, I feel like recruiting and following people like that is, is kind of overwhelming, too. Like, where to begin and, and who's talking to who and everything. And now you just multiply that by two or three with this portal. It's – uh. 
but you know it's it's basically now and i i feel like the casual fan has more of an interest in the transfer portal more so than high school recruiting because they like kind of somewhat know the players yeah they can identify them all right he's the north carolina transfer or he is transferring from you know school a at the fcs level and coming up you dominate there can he do it here so like there's more interest in that from the casual fan because they can tie that into uh it a little more clearly when, when random guys coming from a high school like unless he unless he's a four-star recruit there's you know you have your diehards that want to know about all that but the transfer stuff it's it's basically like free agency you know people want to know and, and and now we're in the business where it's truly year to year so if you're following your team and you want to know what ecu if they're going to be any good next year i mean you you kind of have to follow the portal but a lot of people you can follow hey you can follow it from the standpoint of, all right, this guy from North Carolina is entering. We recruit him on a high school. Did we get on him? Or do you just follow it as, all right, on signing day, let's see who signs, and then I'll start to look at it, which I feel like is what you know a decent amount of people do. But, I mean, there's I get messages every day from, like, a, a handful of people. that are like, hey, are we looking at this kid? That I don't, like, I can't even keep up with who's in the portal. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy. All right, let's do – let's have a portal 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 fest. I'm going to go by each position, and you say, I don't know, the likelihood that ECU looks at adding to that position from the portal this offseason. Is that cool? Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a lot. All right, quarterback. Uh, Ayler's gone, Stubblefield transferred out. Will ECU look in the portal for a QB? I think they have to, man. If if not for a starter, for somebody, for insurance. I mean, you only have three scholarship quarterbacks projected for next year's roster like that's just not enough that reminds me i had a question about raheem jeter um it was a pretty general question i think it was what do you know about the uh the quarterback recruit my answer is nothing but steven knows about him so i mean is he a a guy that could uh, could compete right away or you think uh we need to add some depth i mean anytime for me i i would never say you expect a true freshman quarterback to come in and compete for the starting job. Like that's just so difficult to do. Well, let's look back at it in ECU's history. Holton Aylers Holden. played as a true freshman yeah. week two, didn't play week one, came in for the first time week two. They were, they were going to redshirt him basically until it was – Until they lost to A&T. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, to save our job, we need to sell Holton Aylers. Yep. Um, before that – I mean – Help me out, people. The Gerard? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you got to go back to those days, I guess. I mean, it's just so rare. Like, even Holden as a freshman, it wasn't much diagnosis. Oh, he defenses. Just, it was he just him, ran. him running or throwing, you know, the go route. And that's what it was. I mean, it's just so difficult. Now, I will say Raheem Jeter is in a pretty complex offense um, for a high schooler, but it's just it's such a different level. And now he's got the the physical traits to come in and maybe surprise he will be in for spring ball so like you you never want to say never and i think the coaching staff trusts alex flynn to be like a solid guy to go in and run the offense if needed but brad warnick you know if if you just need to add somebody like you just can't go into a season with three quarterbacks and and one of those guys being a true freshman to me you know, I think they'll add somebody. Do they add somebody now in this window, or do they wait? You know, they could go into spring ball, give all the number one reps to Mason, bring Jeter along, 
make sure Alex is where he needs to be. And then you could add somebody after spring ball as kind of insurance. But it's just the toughest thing about taking that approach is who can you find to come in and be a backup, basically? Or do you try and say, we just need somebody to come and try to win the job? Maybe Mason, you know, I, I guess you could base it off what the spring is. Or do you want to bring in somebody now to compete with Mason for the starting job in spring? Like, there's so many ways you can yeah. go about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, running back, uh, Rajay Harris, hopefully returning from injury 100%. That would be huge. Marlon Gunn has looked really good this year. Looking forward to seeing more of him. Keaton Mitchell will be back, of course. 100%. He's, he's informed the team he'll be back. Is that true? <laughs> That's what people are saying, so I don't okay. know. But um, I would expect him as of right now to be back. And how about you still got Edmonds? Edmonds, yeah, he's going in. The, he'll be going in his sophomore year. What position is Nemo? Nemo is a running back. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a good Bob room. McKay. So as far as there. portal, you maybe you don't look. I there? don't see. I, I would say I would put that unless Keaton. Unless there's a Keaton, defection. Unless something happens. Yeah. I mean, even if you lose one from that room, I feel like now they they're looking at adding. Right now, they're looking at adding a really high profile high school recruit. Who, but they're up against like Michigan State and Kentucky for him. So I mean, if you land him, you, you know you can play as a freshman running back. Yeah. So I don't think we've seen that here with these guys on the roster right yeah. now, all of them. Yep. So I don't think it's I don't think that's a big need unless something happens. All right, uh, wide receiver, you're losing Winstead, CJ. I think it's fifty fifty. Right. Um, is Jalen Johnson? He's got another year. Okay. Right? You assume he's back, but he's had a back injury. I think you'll definitely see at least one. Yeah, you're gonna need. I mean, hundred. I would say hundred percent. They're gonna add at least one, maybe two. Struck gold with Isaiah. Hopefully, uh, they can do that again. They uh, they had a Norfolk State transfer in this past weekend, so another guy. The Trail that, Scott, the Trail Scott coach, just like he coached Isaiah at Norfolk State. Nice little pipeline going yeah. there from uh, from Norfolk State. Uh, tight end, you're losing Ryan Jones. You're losing Ryan Jones, you're losing Aaron Jarman. Jarman. You're losing McKinney. I think there's a good chance they hit the portal for a, a at the least a blocking tight end. You've got a, well, that's funny because Shane Calhoun at this point is a, is proven, a proven commodity. commodity. So, so who, who do you have outside of Shane Calhoun? Yeah, nobody. Like some young guys. Yeah. So uh, tight end, a possibility. Uh, how about O-line? You are losing and already lost Avery Jones. Um, lost Avery, losing Henderson, Noah. losing Justin Red. I think it's they're definitely going to add. They got. How about do you have like uh, more? Is he still? Parker's, he's got eligibility left. Okay. I mean, the, the good news is you have guys who have been in the program with lots of eligibility left. Um, ben Johnson's a guy who's got another year left. He came as a transfer. He'll probably play in the bowl game. You got some younger guys, but you still want to supplement that with some experience, especially at tackle. They got to get some depth at tackle. They got a guy visiting this weekend. Uh, they got two transfer linemen scheduled to visit this weekend, actually. So we'll see what happens there. But th- they'll definitely add O line. I mean, I, I think basically every position outside of running back offensively. Uh, while we're on the topic, who starts at center in the Birmingham Bowl? I haven't been to practice yet, so I, I don't know. I would, my, I mean, just, I would guess Ben Johnson, but. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Michael Winstead says, what about the wide receiver from ODU, Jennings? Is he in the portal? Yeah, he's in the portal. He's, he's a guy that had a million catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ECU, interested, but he's probably going to 
somewhere huge. I want to say he's got SEC. I think Colorado's already offered him. So Prime's. Prime versus ECU. You know, I didn't think we'd be in any recruiting battles against Dion. That's going to hurt. That's not going to go well. All right, D-line. We got D-line returning, D-line, right? I mean, yeah. Now, you could add, if you get like a dominant edge guy, yeah. which is kind of that hybrid position. But I guess as far as like interior D-line, I don't see a need for that. All right, linebacker, you're losing quite a bit with Xavier, yep. Miles, Chance uh, Bates. Bates, who came in, played great for a year. So they'll definitely be looking at the portal for that position. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. The portal, and they, they had a JUCO recruit in this past weekend. So um, it's kind of interesting. Like defensively, I feel like they're more, you know, likely to look at the JUCO ranks for like safety and linebacker. Why is that? Well, I don't know. It's just, okay. you know, maybe due to their ties. You know, you have some defensive coaches that have good JUCO ties. Gotcha uh secondary wise secondary they've already had a cornerback transfer visit they've got a, a juco corner coming in this weekend who are you losing i guess dorso is dorso is right? gone um safety uh, you get wilk back you get, get wood, wood back. back but they got to get pal pal you would assume is back Fleming, you would assume is back. right so but you're losing a pre-washington they got to get better need at, to improve at, at corner yeah um just they, they don't they need somebody who can play man you know some bigger corners all right um oh kicker That's, are uh, there kickers in the portal there's a lot of kickers in the portal man now are any of them good and here's the thing too owen daffer was good i know so like what? we had that discussion on the fifth quarter of, of a guy that was talking about why don't mike houston have a damn kicker and we said well he had one. Do you remember last year Daffer hit the kick against the Navy looked pretty good? Going into this year, didn't you feel pretty good about kicker? And we did, and it's been horrendous. We didn't talk about it all offseason. We talked about the punting situation. We never brought up kicker because it was just assumed, right, Daffer is going to do the job that he did last year. You know, I did see some things in the offseason that concerned me as far as accuracy, but I was just kind of like, all right, well, you know, this is practice. Like we He's about shown practice. in the game. Yeah, we shown can in do the it. game, and he can do it, but it just – it wasn't there so you know if you're the staff you ask yourself well first off you say we can't afford another season like this at kicker and so how do you handle it it's unacceptable it is unacceptable you can't miss five extra points or whatever they miss i mean that's like you just can't do that so they got to fix it and you know the only way to make sure you fix it is to bring in as much competition and as many proven commodities as possible and that's the only way to do it and let the best man win and worry about the rest later uh luke larson punting back next year i mean to me he finished the year strong but i wouldn't have a problem with him bringing in somebody to compete right yeah for a definitely i think you know you look at the numbers in every kicking category kickoff specialist kicking punting like they were near the bottom of the league yeah, I spent all offseason talking about how Mike Houston put a premium on special teams. We're going to have our good players out there. And I just look like a complete ass. Well, I mean, outside of the outside of the return, which, again, against Cincinnati, should have made the tackle. Like the, the return game was up. not a, the problem. Yeah. I mean, are you going to put Holton Aylers out there to kick? I mean, if I was coach, I would have yeah. done something. 
<laughs> nah, you could put whole nailers out there to punt. Still got the same number. Man. All right. Hey, good uh good trip around the portal, I go. Do you need to go? No. You go one more segment? Yeah, one more segment. We'll go one more segment with I go. We'll open up the treasure chest win, Shirley. You look like you want to do it now. Oh, buddy. The treasure chest is open. 317-1250. I go think of a question to ask our winner. Everybody has to ask one question to our winner when we return on the other line, on the other side. We got a ton of awesome prizes to give away. We'll find out who our winner is, what they will win. We'll go to caller 12 right now, 317-1250. Shirley will answer the phone. And if she says you're a winner, get ready to win something awesome. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Sweet looking guy. <laughs> I go and I... Plashke. You going over? Bill Plashke was on it. Uh... We got ESPN on in the studio, and like I said, I can't remember the last time I saw PTI or Around the Horn, and it's been on, and I hadn't really been paying attention, but you're right. Like, that was, so early 2000s, I was just uh, getting my first new place with my buddy, and I mean, every day, it was Around the Horn, PTI, and one uh, mixtape tour, like that ESPN lineup, but it's still on, I got I know, it's, it, we were just having the conversation you know, instead of spending an entire segment on one topic like LeBron, you know, they're rolling through the topics, which is the way it should be done. If you got the talking heads and, you know, not just spitting stupid hot take after hot take. Yeah. Uh, this was like the gateway drug to all of those yes. shows that are on now, unfortunately. And these are good, but they were like, hey, we need 12 more hey, we of need those to get up shows. Where we sit there. And, yeah, that was terrible. Terrible. All right, um, I go. We have a winner on the Pit Electric Live line uh, for the treasure chest, and that winner is Kevin Ainge. Hello, Kevin. Hey, what's going on, guys? Congratulations, man. Uh, where are you calling from, Kevin? Uh, Greenville. All right, and what do you do? Um, carpenter. Carpenter. All right, cool. Uh, Kevin, you have a familiar name. I've seen you either uh on facebook chats or uh on some form of social media so i recognize your name have you won in the treasure chest before uh yeah actually i won last year all right cool what'd you win do you remember um i did the uh the iv thing oh yeah replenish uh yeah that's right all right cool so you that got you geared up for a win this year so it carried over very nice all right um 
let's go around the horn everybody's got a question for kevin uh who wants to start i can go ahead all right chandler what do you got for kevin kevin you're a big pirate fan right uh correct all right so who is kevin's all-time favorite pirate it could be any sport it could be a coach a player administrator who is kevin's favorite my question huh you took my question but go ahead go ahead sorry (laughs) well who is kevin's favorite pirate of all time i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with shane Carden. All right. Good answer, the Captain. A uh, little fun fact that um, our son, he will be three in January. His name is Carden. Very cool. Nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I like that name. Got to go with that one then. Uh, all right. Uh, I go. Well, I'll follow it up and I'll go instead of favorite all time pirate athlete, I'll go favorite all time pirate game or moment. Um. I'm going to say uh, UNC when we put 70. Uh, I, I hate Carolina with a passion. Um, so putting 70 points on them uh, was epic. All right. Uh, Charlie, what's your question for Kevin? <laughs> if you could go to one professional sports venue, where would you go? I would love to go to Fenway Park to see um, the Red Sox play the Yankees. My man. All right. <laughs> If you go, you better take me with you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Kevin and Shirley, what a trip it would be. Kevin, uh, if you had to hang out for a day with another person named Kevin, who would you pick? Um, fictional character, Kevin Malone, the office. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Great answer. Uh, that was quick. All right, fair enough. All right, Kevin, uh, we'll run down the prizes here real quick. Shirley Rhodes, you want to do that? Sure. I will tell you that Robert Matthews won the Bud Light Carolina Panthers Cornhole Boards from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Susan Deans won the $100 gift card to Coco Sports Bar. Here's what's left. We got a $150 gift card from Boston Sug Furniture. 12 pieces from Papa John's. One free year VIP subscription to Hoist the Colors. $100 gift card from Familia. $100 gift card and gift basket from Beauty Bar Medi Spa. $100 gift card from Chico. $100 gift card from Wings Over Greenville. $50 gift card to Aiden Country Club and two dozen Titleist Pro V1 Golf Balls from Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau of Winterville Insurance. $100 gift card to Tyburgers. $100 in cash and a t-shirt from Sparky's Bud Light Fire Pit, Cooler oh, Tailgate Chair from Carolina Eagle Distributing. National Light can jam set cooler and tailgate chair from carolina Tell Eagle party party gift basket from parker's barbecue a pirate fan gift basket from ube 25 gift card to chris's euro pub dap house sidebar jarvis street bottle shop hundred dollar gift total. card to jersey mike hundred dollar gift card to shimmer boutique 30 minute stretch assessment and one hour massage from bodies and balance kevin out of all those awesome prizes what tickles your fancy my wife is giving me the evil eye but if i had to pick Either hoist the colors or the uh, Aiden golf course. All right, golf or pirate information. That's our kind of guy. That's I why know I... you're only saying that because I'm in studio, Kevin. But I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, John has a question for you. Who is Kevin's favorite ECU player with the name Kevin? <laughs> One of them will be a guest on Pirate Radio Live tomorrow. Although there are some options. You've got Kevin Monroe, of course. Kevin uh, Brandt. Was that the yeah, pitcher's yeah, name? The pitcher, yeah. Lefty? Who's some other Kevins? I believe so. Um, There's not as many Kevins. Oh, uh, Kevin Roach? Oh, yeah. He had the <laughs> couple plays. Yeah. Kevin, anybody? <laughs> not a fan of the That's Kevins? Breaking out to me. Uh, All right. 
boy tough for uh, kevin monroe hopefully he'll still join us tomorrow all right kevin uh we will pick your prize out of the chest right now there's a lot of coin in there yeah there's a lot of coin a lot of bling bling kevin yep kevin kevin favorite line from that movie your wife might be happy because you just won a $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. Ho, ho, hold up. Oh, yeah. This is Kevin's prize. He can go get some Hey Dudes. Oh, that's right. They do have Hey Dudes. They got, and they got the built when broken. Built when broken. Yeah. Or, Kevin, you could spend it on your lovely wife. Whatever you choose to do. Yeah, I'm going to take the safe option. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Smart did say man. his wife was giving him the evil eye yeah. when he was on the phone. True. So I was just saying. That's a great gift. A uh, $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. Kevin, uh, thanks for uh, all the support tuning in, and congratulations, man. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one. There is Kevin Ainge with the win today. No relation to Danny. Different spelling. Different spelling. That's right. All right. I go a um, couple minutes here. What do I want to ask you? I get you one time a week. I got to make this a good question. Basketball? <sighs> Did you have Patrick Mason on there? Yeah. He said the atmosphere was great. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Is that um, basketball? Well, we kind of – do we own them in baseball? Is that fair to say here lately? I feel like we've beaten them a lot. I would say ECU's gotten the better of the series, but I would not say owned. Because baseball and basketball are they is UNCW ECU's biggest rival. Um, good question. You know, basketball that ECU and UNCW have met the fourth most times of any opponent ECU has played. Now that's interesting. Who are the other uh, three? Richmond is first. William and Mary is second. And, and then like maybe George, George Mason, Mason American, yeah, one of those teams. Yeah, gotcha. Um, old CAA rivals. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I say that because they want to beat us. Yeah, and that feels good to have another team. They definitely give you that attention. Fired up to play ECU. Like it's always packed. That was my first time there for basketball. But man, the student section was full. Like forty five minutes for tip off. You took a picture, and you know how sometimes Twitter shows things like out of the out of order, like out yeah, of yeah. the timeline. So it popped up today, and you showed ECU huddling on the court. This was like 50 minutes before tip So it almost looked like it was right before they do the intros yeah. and everything. But then I saw on the other side of the court, UNCW guys weren't even in their uniforms. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, this is way before the game. The entire lower section was full. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, they packed it out. It was loud, really low roof, similar to Minji's, small, a lot smaller than Minji's. Like, it's just packed in there pretty steep um you know benches and as far as uh stairs and all that sort of stuff as far as going up in the stands so but it was cool it was my first time in trash coliseum you know wish ecu would have played a little bit better but you know just kind of similar to odu to where they had that lull and they couldn't really recover from it they could get nothing going offensively in the second half life on the road for the pirates did you have something channel okay uh johnny says kevin armstrong hoops I don't recognize that name. I remember Ty Armstrong. <laughs> Jinx. Where do you think Ty Armstrong finished his career? Or Toys R Us? It? That was the rumor. Toys R Us? Yeah, wasn't the rumor like he went to work at Toys R Us? With his girlfriend. Was yeah, it? to some like cult or something. 
That's a lot of rumors about, about Ty tires. Armstrong. He was like the message board rumor king of that era. <laughs> Pretty good player. Yeah, he was post. good. And like you were assuming, I think they lost him and Sampson the same. I was going to say, did offseason. he play with Robert Sampson? Yeah. Sampson went to Georgia Tech. Because they were both on that CIT team and they were both expected to come back and didn't. Mm. Mm. What could have been? ECU has been portaled before the portal was a thing in basketball. Like we have been ravished yep. by the. Uh, pre-portal uh josh says did i miss igo's raheem jeter response yep you sure did josh i told you to be back here at five and you weren't so speaking of an ecu recruit um i just saw this was five hours ago you know we had the which we've had this controversy for years but yesterday we had the birmingham bowl controversy with the eastern carolina university shirt well there's a recruit that said all glory to god blessed to receive an offer from the university of eastern carolina no. He did uh he did correct it no. as uh East. Like he tweeted right after that. So at least he recognized his mistake. But yeah, it's uh it honestly a pretty common mistake yeah. during during offer season, especially. I actually talked to him today. He's looking at visiting. And he can play safety, so he can call it UEC, Eastern U, but as long as he can cover the pass, he can he can call it whatever. So he had like a uh, a kid decommitted this week or something. I, I just love yeah. on the message boards and when there's a decommit or another team swoops in and they say, "Don't grovel for this kid." It just <laughs> we want people that want to be here. Uh, sure, in a perfect world, this world is far from perfect. It is very imperfect. You have to pull out all the stops and go overboard and they say this these kids are the best thing ever that's how it works it's gross and ugly but that's the game if you don't grovel for kids you're not going to get any kids in here i mean it's just that's recruiting man and the reality is all the recruits nine times out of ten they're going to take the biggest offer like you know what is the biggest offer i mean in their mind, what gets him the most exposure? This guy grew up in Charlotte. You think he's heard more about UNC or ECU during his youth, sports youth? Also, when guys decommit from here or leave Igo, they suck. He's not good anyway. Oh, yeah. We didn't need him. Well, there are, I mean, I will say this. If you look at the number of kids that have decommitted from ECU and gone to UNC or whatever, the they majority suck. of them do end up back in the portal trying to come back to ecu wait but do we want them then if they suck when they come back yes you want them okay but they don't suck anymore now they're ours they're good there are several instances where they do really kind of suck and then you say no yeah it's all just it's crazy it's crazy crazy. it's just sports man that's how it is you recruit guys now you know what so what if he goes to wherever there's like a 50% chance he's going to be in the portal in two years. Yeah, anyways. we'll get so, him a couple years from So, now. like, keep the relationship. Yeah, that's I mean, probably a key now that coaches probably did anyway. But now it's important if a guy doesn't commit to your school. 100% you handle it. Like, yeah. all right, man, good luck. Don't burn a bridge. Yeah, there's no need. Yeah. Unless some recruit just acts like a total jackass, which happens. Yeah. Then you can kind of be like, all right, well, screw you. We got some news out of college football. About 45 minutes ago, Bruce Feldman announced that Phil Longo, the 
North Carolina offensive coordinator is being hired at Wisconsin as their offensive coordinator. Drake May to Wisconsin. And now the speculation <laughs> is, is that where the landing spot will be for Drake May, who, just, who just entered the it transfer is. portal yesterday? Uh, Did he? I think that was a false post. Oh, no. Did you get, Chandler. Did you, get fall, you get faked out. Channy. <laughs> Channy. I hope. I, I, Wisconsin? God, I that would be a boring place to go for Luke a quarterback. Fickle. Oh, yeah. Making big moves. Still boring. Yeah. Wisconsin's always going to be boring. <laughs> Can Luke Fickle make Wisconsin no, not boring? he's a pretty boring coach. I'll say this. Colorado's pretty boring. Can Dion Colorado, make them non-boring? They are 100% the true test because for my entire sports life, I have associated Colorado with uh, boring Their football. colors are boring? Yeah, it's just like, like they need some swag in the worst way because it's just like... They're just climbing up a mountain and as a buffalo. Like, it's just, there's nothing exciting there, man. Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> Back in the it. early 90s when they had Rashawn Salam, they were exciting. Michael Westbrook and uh, Cordell Stewart. But that was before I go time. Yeah, like, I, I associate very average at best athletics with Carver. Like, who are there? I just named three guys that were <laughs> stars in the 90s, but. Who are their stars in the NFL or any? The only guy that comes to mind right now is LaVisca Chenault, and I don't yeah. even know if he's done anything. Yeah, that's right. Uh, John says, will Steven be flying or driving to the ham? I am flying to the ham only because 24-7 sports is covering the expense. Otherwise, I would be driving because it is an expensive flight. Is Erica going? No. What's the show I told you to tell Erica to watch? Did you tell her? I did not tell her. Do you remember the show? If you don't remember, I sure as hell don't remember. <laughs> Dang on it. All right. I can't remember it. All right. Thanks, Igo. Thanks, man. We'll uh, talk to you later. Like, Dion just looks weird right there in a. It doesn't in, like fit. black and yellow. It like, doesn't fit at all. I wonder why he chose that. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. Let's uh, take see. a break. We'll come back. We'll see. More to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. In your stock market report, the Dow was up a point and closed out the day at 33,597. The Nasdaq slipped 56 points and finished at 10,900 and the S&P was down 7 at 3,933. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alright, I uh, just clicked on this link so let me check it. Watchability rankings for all the bowl games. The least watchability according to sports illustrated is the frisco bowl 
let's see where they have east carolina east carolina and coastal carolina 31 number 31 the birmingham bowl watch it because this might be the last time you'll see grayson mccall in a college uniform well it doesn't sound like that's going to happen they could it says mccall has been one of the big reasons that the chanticleers are on the college football map so if he doesn't play <laughs> is it not watchable at all according to sports illustrated number 31 out of all the bowls watchability Chandler, I was thinking about this during the break. If you were to enter the job portal, put your name out there, where would you who would you want to be picked up by? Like ESPN, like Barstool, um NFL network. Um Jim Rome show be like a producer get a mic you can be big head yeah uh barstool i feel like there's just a bunch of bullies over there uh, also your entire life would be on camera and you would just like i don't i don't want the um all that attention you know i'd probably go like espn radio somewhere i would like to do like maybe charlotte espn radio in charlotte and be like around hornets basketball panthers football Mm-hmm. that's a good idea i would like to do some kind of like uh because my favorite thing is the bud light pregame tailgate some kind of well especially when there's games going on i'd like to be at like an update desk something like a red zone would be awesome but like on a college football saturday maybe the be the studio guy they send it back to you and then you you just sit there with a bunch of TVs in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like a pretty good job, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, but something where I could <laughs> watch a million games at one time. that That's the dream. What do you think, Shirley? That would be cool. I would like to do, as much as I love baseball, I wouldn't want to do it just because, you know, certain times of the year it gets cold. You get rain delays baseball games tend to go very 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 long the season drags the games drag they have a tendency to drag and if your team's bad you gotta wait a long time before that thing ends yeah so i would like to be like an on-site producer for a live nfl broadcast so you're in the room with all the monitors and stuff is that what you're talking about either in the monitors or on the radio side either one tv or radio oh right 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 because i have experience in both so uh i i i think the nfl is um you know the season's not as long it's one day out of the week you know are you working for like a team or a network where you go to different uh venues depends on where the money is yeah you follow the green because that would be cool if you could travel to different stadiums every week that would be cool um because i've never been to but one nfl stadium so yeah that would be kind of cool um but i would yeah either uh, a network or one particular team it doesn't really matter but i think i would do nfl i would love to be you know baseball but they just i don't have the patience if i was much younger yeah i would say baseball for sure 
but I just don't have the patience for it anymore. I want to get in, do my job, get out, go find something else to do. All right, there you go. Uh, the portal is all the rage, folks. We will see you Thursday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Congratulations to Kevin Ainge. He joined Susan Deans and Robert Matthews on our treasure chest winners list. We are going to double down on Thursday. We'll have a winner in hour one and a winner in hour two. So stay tuned for that coming up Thursday right here on Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, the man of Chan, I'm Clip Rock. We'll see you Thursday at 3. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.